Aloha, Unsafe Space Islanders, and welcome to Token Minority Report on the Unsafe Space Island. I am your captain, Beverly J. Clark, and today is Thursday, August 4th, 2022. So happy Coast Guard Day. As always, here with me tonight is my co-host, the upcoming star of her own Nickelodeon sitcom, All About Alex. I'll be doing the theme music for it. It'll just be all bagpipes. Welcome to the show, Alex. Why bagpipes? I don't know. That was the first instrument that I thought of. <laughs> I would prefer hurdy gurdies. <laughs> all right, as the store, as it's all about you, we have to do everything that you want. So, so just I forgot because I was looking at the Discord and remembered that last time. Like, oh, I should have called the episode all about Alex, and I didn't think about it because it was alliteration. So I had to figure out what's birthday i knew birthday in french was anniversaire and then it's like what is what's another word for party or bash <laughs> yeah your sounds more elegant though alex's anniversaire fair <laughs> yeah it does even though uh like i was really drunk by the you end were. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> as as Caleb pointed out i was louder and slower with my speech it's like yeah um yeah no that was really hilarious i loved it (laughs) um housekeeping we have book club on sunday august 14th at 12 p.m eastern time that's 9 a.m pacific time fossil future by alex epstein hosted by carter laren and also that night still on sunday august 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern will be our bad movie night in Discord. The next one that I saw, I think I'm just going in order now from top to bottom. And the first one was uh, Double Dragon from 1994, which I thought it seemed familiar. And I think I've actually seen, I don't remember who suggested it, but I think I have seen it already in a different bad movie club that I'm in with some friends. (laughs) I think... I just assumed it's similar because there are a lot of bad new movies that are similar, but I imagine it's about, you know, the two people doing some sort of martial arts. And I'm pretty sure I've seen that film of like these twins who are definitely not twins. I think one was like Asian and the other one was white. And they kind of look, they were like tan-ish though, so they kind of look like maybe they were siblings, but if that's the same movie. (laughs) So we've got that. That, I know that the, if you, I don't suggest people watch the trailer if they want to have like a clean experience of this BS, Uh, because the trailer just tells you the entire thing. The whole thing? Okay. You can just watch the trailer if you want to. did not watch that trailer. Whoever like posted it in, yeah, I haven't bought, because there were so many suggestions (laughs) thrown in. But uh, yeah, I haven't. And I don't want to spoil anything. I like to go in not having any idea what this bad movie is going to be about, and then um, if I'm lucky, if I've already seen it, I won't remember it anyway. So, <laughs> did that with Insidious, the horror movie that's like a really well, like popular horror movie, Insidious, and I've started that movie at least five different times and watched like like five ten minutes of it before I was like, oh, I've seen this movie before. Um, I watch. I, I experienced that with an officer and a gentleman. I was sitting there and I was watching it, and I go, wait a minute, doesn't someone? wash out and kill himself in a hotel room and i was like and, I, and then and then it happened like actually what happened was is i paused the movie and i went and i talked to my best friend who had seen it and i was like does this happen in the movie and he's like yeah it, it does and i was like well then i've seen it at some point like yeah. <laughs> i've clearly movies. seen it. 
I'll be like halfway through something like oh yeah like it'll just be one like scene or the shot or something where I'm like I have seen this before but none of the rest of it that reminded me of it at all until I got there yeah that's been there um oh see Elizabeth in chat says she had the same with Insidious too I don't know yeah I liked I think I liked Insidious 3 uh, I thought that was because it got more funny like they had they were kind of it got yeah more silly and I thought that was good Coley says I was kind of quiet am I louder now you you're like kind of going up and down but you're going up more i think (laughs) (laughs) overall there's oh it says i'm clipping overall there's an upward trajectory okay i don't know why i just have to talk louder we'll see i thought it was too loud um hello johnny boy quick john hello zato yeah the background he's commenting on the background this is what carter used uh for dangerous thoughts oh i forgot to upload that clip i'm gonna i don't think it'll let me upload this uh i might upload it while we're talking i'll do while you're talking because then i'll lose internet though but it's a carter reciting some beyonce lyrics oh and- my god that is something i definitely need to see hilarious. <laughs> oh, I, but he did it on dangerous thoughts so i think it'll be fine so i'm gonna upload that well maybe while you're t- giving your thing about top top gun which i'll listen to you but i just meant <laughs> well while i upload yeah that. um all right what other housekeeping so we've got book book club and movie bad movie night and then also tonight after the stream in discord we're going to be trying to play some more left for dead 2 on steam which i had carter uh, uh well i didn't even expect him to because i'm saying like oh let's just do more community stuff and motown and i've been playing left for dead so then carter downloaded left for dead so <laughs> we've all been playing and the other night we went, he was he played with us on and off from like 10 30 to 1 30 in the morning uh, my Holy time <laughs> um so that was i mean fun. that's not as late for him but still it's yeah, for, <laughs> for us though yeah because the rest of us were on the east coast so <laughs> oh yeah. hmm. sorry but the the song weird thing someone said it would, johnny boyd quick draw says it would be funny like if carter reciting various song lyrics, uh, lyrics but in a serious voice and it reminds me of two things one is the madness of crowds starts with a Nicki Minaj song lyric quote, which I don't understand why. It's just look at her butt, look at her butt, look at her butt. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics of yes. you know that was wow. yeah, someone in a, a group chat we were talking about that. <laughs> that too. That's pretty much what Carter. He just read it straight through. So I'll see if I get it because someone else clipped it. I was like, I've let upload this beforehand. But I got distracted. I'll explain the thing I got distracted with. But after we're uh so yeah, so does it in, night, involve night. animals? <laughs> what you did uh, distracted. This with. time no. <laughs> <laughs> um usually though, yes. But uh no, the last night I did see or early this morning I saw that Carter was and someone else they were playing Left for Dead. Wait, I was already in bed for like a couple hours by the time I like that message came through. They're apparently also playing last night. So come join game night. Carter will try, but he's also a baby daddy. So sometimes he'll <laughs> away and do do stuff like that. But um, he's going to try and be there tonight. And it'll be on Steam. I think I've heard that you can, so it's usually four players, but I've heard you can do up to eight when you do like PvP. So I think some, once I gets to be zombies, and since I am really good at shooting humans by accident, by accident, uh, I think I'd be good at that. By accident. Um, yeah, a few, yeah, Carter and a couple of us, like we were just 
the one one friend is like super new at this game though and just constantly shoots us till like we die like i turned around like i'm like how am i down already oh you just shot me like i'm fighting zombies and you shot me um (laughs) it's all first person too and at one point um i think i was the last one standing at the roof of the building and a tank which is like the big muscular tank zombies punched me off the 20-story building and it cut to a third person point of view to show the building and me just plummeting to my death. I'm like, I've never seen that angle before. I didn't even know they did it that way. Just, oh my God, that's hilarious. So funny and so sad. And I was like, kind of scary. So I'm like, yeah, if this were like VR, I'd be so scared. <laughs> like, well, here I die. Um, so the, the thing I got distracted with was because uh, our, so, Motown in our community keeps whining about how his name isn't in the end credits yet. So Carter has to update it. But I did edit my own version for the credits tonight to add his name in at the end. So I hope he appreciates it. Keep an eye out for Motown's name. <laughs> and that's what I was distracted with uploading beforehand and forgot Carter's. So I'm gonna gonna do that. But um I'm trying to play around with the end credits, so I'll do more in the future when I remember. I always remember right before this show, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was going to edit this. <laughs> but, all right, so first off, I think that's all the housekeeping. Am I forgetting anything else? Um, I don't think so. Shows, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. So we watched Top Gun. I watched the original Top Gun from, what, 1984 for the first time yesterday, over the last couple of days. I thought it was 86. 86. Maybe 86. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. thinking of Double Dragon. I think that came out in Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 86. <laughs> 1986. Top Gun. And I'd uh, never seen it before. And people keep telling me. And I think Zato suggested it in Discord for me because I put a channel in for movies that Beverly needs to watch because everyone's always like, oh, here's this movie. <laughs> and I always say, haven't seen it. So it's just like, mm-hmm. throw them all in here. Just assume I haven't seen and put them all in here. And I watched it and it took me, I was, took me a couple of days because I watched like the beginning and had to keep like coming back to it later. But also it's just not my genre. I'm sorry, Zato. It was just, it was difficult for me. The action scenes were cool. And I know I didn't appreciate it as much as I'm supposed to because my boyfriend was like, oh, it was, you know, epic of its time because it was the first time to get like angles from up there. It was blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like, I get that. I want to, I want to appreciate it. But I've seen so many movies after that came out, though, that like my, I'm already like desensitized to the <laughs> of, of that technology. Yeah. So, like, but I appreciate it. For what it is um but the story itself like the i just i couldn't get into like the dialogue like really it bored me and stuff too so then i was just kind of like by the time i got to the action scenes i was like i don't even know what they're doing right now like that's cool to watch but i just it was a lot of dialogue that i just could not really get into and, and just the way like the story progressed was just so slow because it's not a comedy a horror a mystery or adventure like fantasy sci-fi like those are my genres and if you're not really putting enough of any of that in there then it's just hard for me to like <laughs> kind of get drawn in as much but i know like i know it's a really well perceived well received movie it's not my favorite tony scott film like okay I like Tony Scott. I think he was a brilliant director. I actually think he was better than Ridley Scott, his brother. Um, And I know he was working on a Top Gun sequel when he killed himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I like Man on Fire. 
Like, if I'm going to pick a Tony Stott film, it's not actually Top Gun. Like, I agree that the technical aspects of Top Gun are pretty awesome. And the sequel is even better in that regard when it comes to the technical aspects. It's even better. Like, they did even more work. But um, I just... I don't really like it that much myself. And when I literally watched it again today and I was like, what is the major dramatic question? The original Top Gun? Is that yeah, the original Top Gun. I, I, I had to, I asked yes. someone who's, who's a huge fan. I was like, what is the major dramatic question? I'm actually kind of confused about mm-hmm. that. And he's yeah. like, oh, is Maverick's way of piloting good or uh, right when it's, you know, uh, and, and I was like, okay, that does make sense. And he's like, and it, you know, it brings up the, the fallback for piloting as he does, you know, people die sometimes. And, uh, and I was like, okay. And, and, and the answer is yes, his way of piloting is right and effective. It does work. Um, regardless of the fact that, yeah, he breaks the rules. That's why his name is Maverick. Like that's it. And, but I just, I, I don't know. It's not as focused as it could be. Um, it's not as clear as it could be what we're waiting for, honestly. I, I, I find when I don't know, like, what you're really, the goal that you're really trying to get to, that's what that roadie film will briefly talk about, the latest bad movie that we watched. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, like, it's not as meandering as, as roadie was, but, like, it just... I don't know. Like, if that's why I think it was hard for me to keep following, because I'm like, I don't even know exactly what your what your goal is. Because I was like, okay, if you were you're at a school like this is an academy school kind of thing, like you're going to go through training. But then he graduated like mostly through like that wasn't the end. That was just like this thing happened, and then now we're now he has like the final. So it was just kind of like I I don't even know what your like climax is really supposed to be here. And um, yeah, it was. I mean, I I know I can. Based on what my friend said to explain what the major dramatic question is, I could see that it is there, that they did put it there and it is the climax. But the problem is, is that it's not hit hard enough. That's it's what not, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like I recognize yeah. well, but it just wasn't built. It didn't build enough for me to like care. Uh, I don't know. I didn't have enough weight with Gravitas there yeah. as the climax to get. Yeah. Once, it, once we were there. Yeah, it didn't feel like they they really hit it on on the head in the beginning, like saying this is our question, this is what we're mm-hmm. waiting for. Like they didn't give it to us, so a lot of the stuff that happens in the middle, you're like kind of lost a little bit. And then the the at the climax doesn't hit it hard enough either. And I'm not saying that like that's not a good major dramatic question. It's just that it's it's not as like hard hitting as they could have made it like they it's more execution than it is the actual question itself that's a good question actually it is a good question it's just that they they spend too much time on other stuff like mm-hmm. the romance, the romance <laughs> doesn't fucking matter so easy though it's just like oh we're here okay now we're hanging out oh now here's this like sex scene oh we're talking like but there, there wasn't really like the story in the sense that there was really conflict with the romance scene to like, Oh, now we're both going to separate places. And I was just like, I don't, I don't even care. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. And then it took me out of the movie. And then when stuff was happening, I got, I was distracted. And I was like, I don't, what's happening again. Like, I, wasn't <laughs> I, I actually, I, 
people might get mad at me for saying this, but I like Maverick better than I like Top Gun. Like, I, I think it's more like there's parts of it that I don't think that I think are a little bit too like. Oh, you, you mean know. the new movie? The new movie. Oh, it, I, I like better. I, was, I thought you were separate. No, no, no. <laughs> the Top new Gun, movie. Call it Maverick more than the original Top Gun. Yeah. I like, agree. I did too. So one of the reasons why I like it more is because they set up in the beginning that there's this mission and then they in almost all of the movie is about this mission, you know, <laughs> like pretty much lead in. But the, the, the major dramatic question is actually probably the same major dramatic question mm-hmm. is, is Maverick's style of piloting, piloting, right? Does it have a place in our current world as, you know, technology changes and which is actually new, um, part of the question but i think i i think having that mission that they're training for that whole time and that ha- being part of like such a major moment like towards the climax is so important i think it cleans things up in a really great way my problem the only problem i see is that last like 20 minutes like is kind of dragging because like oh is playing is that, spoilers spoilers uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Uh, he gets shot down, and then Rooster gets shot down too. And then there's this all this like time, like it's like another movie got tacked on, like suddenly. And it's like we didn't need to see this part, honestly. Like this wasn't necessary to, uh, like that's the part that to me like was a, a little uh, much. Um, Especially some of it was a little like nostalgia bait, like, oh, they literally got in the same plane that he flew in the original mm-hmm. Top Gun movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't notice because again, I was yeah. not paying great attention to the original. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Like if you're if you're a plane person, that makes sense. And like I used to be a plane person, but I I, I kind of like uh, I'm never gonna fly like that. I, so I kind of stopped caring about it and jettisoned most of my knowledge about it. You but ejected um, your, your seat. Ejected. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ejected it. Um, but I uh, like I just I don't know. I think that that mission really focused the movie in a way that the first movie didn't have focus. Uh, unfortunately, thought is the romance in the original Top Gun. I was like, why is he dating his mom? <laughs> Kelly McGinnis does look way older than him. Why like, she she... Look five years older? I think when I, in real life, the actress. I was just looking that up earlier. Well, but, she uh, she he looks like he's twenty five, maybe, and she looks like she's all like maybe like thirty five or. Do you think or, he's <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of like, holy shit, what what is with that? Uh that was just weird. It's not just and then, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I uh the sex scene was in the original Top Gun is so awkward and gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so much that I didn't I just didn't need to see in the movie. Like there I don't know, there's it just wasn't interesting. It's like, oh, throw in a romance aspect of storyline just for the sake of like oh maybe we can draw on women to want to watch this movie but it's like yeah but make the romance like interesting (laughs) yeah it was kind of like a james bondish romance where it's like oh she fell in love with him because he was just so hot and cool (laughs) and that's about it 
Um, it's actually also something he thinks he liked Maverick more. He was the one who said to watch Top Gun. And I think he said earlier, too, he said that he didn't think say necessarily I'd like it, just that I should see it. And I agree with that. I feel like, like there are classics, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to be able to say that I've seen. But my problem is also sometimes I forget stuff. When it's not memorable enough, I'll forget that I actually watched these things. <laughs> so, um, I'm just trying to put up all of the chats on screen because we're most likely to get blocked at some point and then when we edit it we lose all of our chats so I'm just that's true we do <laughs> for posterity's sake they're all being saved as we're recording watch this live right now I forgot to hit broadcast um Oh, see, Raphael says you did not pop up on my notifications. Lucky I found you. We are lucky because we, that's not surprising. We're secret secret. Yeah. Right <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you were saying about like top, like just, I guess just as far as like development of stuff. Go, I just thought Maverick and I, I was trying not to be unfair because I am biased. I do think older movies the way they were done are slower pace. That's just the style that they had. And that eventually started to change. I don't even know. Maybe it was into the nineties. Cause like 80s still did it. Um, but that's what I prefer. And, and even in, in script writing classes in college, like we were told that like Western style is you, you cut out the fat. So like a scene that doesn't move the plot forward, you take it out. And so like, sometimes you have to go in and just be like ruthless with it. Um, my, and I, I like that concept. The thing that I will, always uh, ignore that way this for comedy though if they just have a scene in here i'm like oh it doesn't do anything but it's funny it's just you're watching the characters do something stupid and it's funny like yeah i'm gonna keep that in but i think that with comedies i think it's different though too though when you're yeah. like, trying to tell like a full story it's just that like the, a lot of the western style in these days is that like you make them around like 90 minutes long uh, attempt to like now we're you know going over two hours of a lot but that's why i think a lot of movies still too i'm like you know you could have cut out some stuff when we talk hopefully next week about the movie nope because you haven't been able to see it yet <laughs> yeah i'll probably bring up this type of thing against you a little bit but i don't mind a slow intense movie with a slow intense build like uh 310 to yuma the remake is amazing like it's really hard to get through the first like hour it's not like <laughs> one 310 to yuma it's not very exciting in that first hour but then that last like act is just so fucking amazing it is definitely worth watching and it's definitely worth waiting through the the slow pace of the beginning of the movie um but like so i'm not i'm not like against a a slower intense build to a film but um district nine was like that (laughs) i have seen it i don't remember it's been over a decade (laughs) Um, i I will say to that like I guess it's a slow build doesn't necessarily mean the whole film feels slow. That so like I think if it's if it is if it's you know progressing well then it won't then it's okay. Like I won't be told. It's just like if it's slow and I'm disinterested then I'm just like yeah like well I'm, my mind meanders and, and everything. So. I, sw- I swear my brain just turns off and I'm in a James Bond movie like I I turn those on and I I've seen most of them. Almost all of them. Why? I watched them. I, I watched them all, and I was like, I, I I tried so hard to pay attention to these movies, and I just, I'm like, these are so incredibly boring. What is going? <laughs> like, I don't give a shit about any of this. I I like 
Honestly, Top Gun is better than any James Bond film. We're going to put that oh, out there right now. Okay. I, <laughs> I can't, I don't have an opinion, but that does make me nervous. I mean, like, well, are James Bond, they are mysteries, though? Like, is there a thing? They're spy thrillers. I they're supposed to be, they're supposed oh. to be thrilling. You so know? it's just like action, th- or less mystery, more just like action type of thrill. Yeah. Like, I would say a good, example of something like it is some of the Hitchcock films like North by Northwest uh, is a thriller uh, and uh, Charade is a really good comedy thriller actually it's a great movie but um, uh, there's some like I, I don't know spy thrillers are hard they're hard to do well which is why something like True Lies that blended that with rom- with a rom-com was actually really good <laughs> it was a very good movie i remember doing um, it again which is like 12 years ago i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> the other one that i think uh is really good blends comedy with uh spy thriller and that would be the man from uncle that that movie starring oh, really? uh, henry cavill and army hammer that movie's fucking hilarious and so worth watching <laughs> yeah i like spy comedy type so i mean i like yeah yeah whatever i'll i'll, I'll throw in pink panther along the line of just kind of just because he's doing like you know like secret detective kind of thing yeah usually well, that's usually how you have like the comedy spies um yeah or in like in cartoons you know i would say pixar's the incredibles they have a very spy-esque vibe too They're yeah they do have more like especially the second film i think that was even more like secret agent spy kind of thing those yeah those are very much uh based on james bond's aesthetics they are the the sean connery mm-hmm. ones those are they're definitely influenced by those james bond movies i i, I that's like without question to me um i like the first movie better than the second movie when it comes to the incredibles i think the really? incredibles wait so you see first sensitive in second okay. yeah my brain the incredibles that. yeah the incredibles 2 is just a rehash of the incredibles 1 mm-hmm. uh, it was really predictable i mean i just knew yeah. like oh she's the bad guy whoa yeah <laughs> didn't see that coming yeah I, di- I didn't really like it i like how everyone's talking about planes in chat and we're like <laughs> we're just gonna ignore most of this. <laughs> you were into planes. All I know is sometimes I've written in a seven thirty-seven. Sometimes it's a seven forty-seven. I pretty much only have flown in a Southwest. Mm-hmm. I um, see. I was in the Air Force JROTC. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I even had to build a model plane at one point. Uh, I can't even remember what I built. It was too long ago. It was more than 20 years ago now. So like, don't even try to figure that one out. Like, and I remember the, the name of my Colonel and my Sergeant. Uh, I remember like, you know, the uniform stuff, all the rules about that. And he, they also taught us the history of flight and he's my Colonel started it by saying the the first time, one of the first times someone attempted flight is when a guy jumped off of a, tall building with a cloak and i was like why start here (laughs) (laughs) this is the weirdest place to start (laughs) well i guess from the beginning when so the first it's (laughs) got punched off a 20-foot building by a tank and left for dead 
Yeah. I um, or like when in the boys, when Homelander just throws his kid off. No, you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that part! That part is so <laughs> crazy. Cause, I mean, like, and then he's so disappointed. Just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that didn't work. <laughs> If you want to, I, I think you need wow. to watch uh, Invincible at some point. I think you'd like that. Invincible? <laughs> yeah. You guys, everyone needs to post this in the Bever- Beverly, wait, movies that Beverly needs to watch Discord channel. <laughs> Invincible is not a movie. It's a TV show oh. on Amazon oh. Prime. Then that one so I'm more likely to get to. An entire TV it, series? Yeah, I will. I, I want you to watch the first episode, and you have to watch after the credits, too. <laughs> I watch all credits always so oh it's only when i have to stop amazon like all the shows they always like do the skip stuff too like i hate it it is on amazon but don't worry it won't skip until like when it's done done like when when it's done done you don't need to every time at the movie theater that same guy too is just like sweeping up or and he wants to sweep our our last aisle. Like, nothing else after the credits. If you're waiting for it, no, I'm just here for the credits. Like, <laughs> calm yourself. But I'm like, but we will walk down. Like I'll go down here so you can sweep up here. I told him that. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just head down. Like I don't want to keep you waiting, but like I paid to see this movie, so <laughs> I don't care. I don't. I don't care about the credits. I used to. And then now I'm just like I I'm like I don't need to know who was in craft services, okay? There's a part of me that cares still. I just just you know I appreciate it because it's just it's a lot of work. Like no matter what position you have, like it is so much work there. So I appreciate them for that. So even if I'm not like physically reading it, it's like hey, I'm here and I'm acknowledging that these credits are happening because you were there. Also because of my OCD and I need to watch things in full. So did you know? This is so I I like when I watch or rewatch a movie looking up all this trivia about it. Did you know that the US Navy's recruitment increased 500% after Top, Top Gun came out? I hadn't read that, but I am not surprised. They literally had recruiters at the movie theater. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was now, pretty insane. Done intentionally in making the film. Is that something I thought of, or was this just, hey, we can capitalize on this film and bring them? We in? can. It was the latter. We can capitalize. And they, it was funny, too, because uh, Top Gun was the first wide-release VHS, because before that, VHS has cost $100. So people didn't really buy video players and VHS tapes. Uh, and Top Gun got Pepsi to back the, pro- the production of the VHS tapes so that people could buy them at a, at a lower price point. And uh, the U.S. Navy was asked their um, their advertising company to put an ad for the U.S. Navy recruitment like in at the beginning of the tape. And the, the ad company was all like, we don't have to do that because this movie is propaganda enough. <laughs> so they, they, they were like, it would be redundant. Don't worry. People are going to want to become pilots after yeah. they watch Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. Like, so in the in the original, I was because I I just my my heart wasn't in the film until 
the part when Goose died and I didn't even know what was going on. Like, oh, they're crashing. So like, I still wasn't even like super paying attention to like that part there when it crashed until he like pulled them out. I'm like, whoa, this just got real. Like I wasn't expecting this to happen in the movie. So I was really sad because I liked Goose. I don't know what it is. I think it's the mustache. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was because you're like, no, like you can't kill off like just the, the good natured best friend who never did anything like. Who has a wife and kid, which, by the way, in any movie about people in the military, oh, he's got a wife and kid. Well, his life is in danger. Yeah. <laughs> like, he might die, like, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's essentially a trope. But it's at, this, at the same time, soldiers and sailors, they are actually worried about that. The, the idea that having attachments is, like courting death essentially some of them are like that so that's not like it's a trope for military movies but it is also something that people in the military actually feel at the same time like oh how uh when when you were deployed and and it's like oh how long do you have left on your deployment you don't fucking ask that question by the way uh and but newbies usually ask that question and like people who don't have that much longer will cut them off shouting the word short because Uh they're like just don't like it's a punishment for what and an answer at the same time you don't fucking ask that question it like there's this thing about like athletes having all these superstitions but people like pilots they have way more like <laughs> they're they're yeah. very superstitious people and like you can understand why like it's life and death yeah yeah that was something that i i don't know i guess it's i haven't thought about it in their perspective like when i fly on a plane i'm terrified every time though i'm just always then i have to kind of make peace with like yeah i'm probably gonna <laughs> die and so then it's just so that helps me not be as terrified while in the sky on devil magic but I, <laughs> on devil magic, I've been flying. Well, not in a while, but like for a while, a couple of years ago, I was just flying a little bit more often, so I got <laughs> more used to it. But yeah, I think just you know, pilots who are no matter what, like commercial or in the military too. Like man, like yeah, like everything you do, like every move, especially when you're on a smaller plane and, and having to do crazy maneuvers and stuff. Like that's so dangerous. Like even just in practice stuff, it can. Yeah, well, I mean, they can die in practice, like they can die in regular maneuvers without it actually being combat. That's, I mean, flight is dangerous. Like, and they're, they're playing, the things they're doing in their planes are dangerous. Like I, the Blue Angels practice out here. So every once in a while I get to see Oh, yeah. Um, Just like practicing. They're not, it's not actually a show. It's like you, in Arizona, basically, you get to see the Blue Angels at any point. Right. It's not, uh, and it is kind of nice to watch it though. Um, but it's also, to me, I'm like aware of the fact that at any point something could happen. Like, yeah, and it's like I said, they're, they're not fighting anyone. It's just something can happen. Like in Maverick, the bird strike, like that, like the bird strike was terrifying. Yeah, exactly. What happened? What is the, I was confused by that part. What you were confusing. You were confused by that. Okay. So like after, um, Coyote gets out of G-Lock, um, which made him, essentially made him pass out. Uh, and they're like, they think they're okay, which that part was intense. Immediately mm-hmm. after that, Maverick hits, because of where they are, their elevation, they're at an elevation where they can easily run into birds. Birds and planes do not fucking mix. So, <laughs> okay. so it was literal birds. It was literal okay. birds. 
uh, the the miracle over the Hudson that happened a while back with Sully, that pilot, that was from a bird strike. Um, so bird, bird strike is when like you hit birds, like, and sometimes it is just one, sometimes it's a bunch of birds and it can take your engine out. Mm. And that's extremely dangerous. You could, you're probably going down. Like that's not, yeah. Like, uh, for, uh, most of the time, most planes fly at, at an elevation above where birds fly, like for safety. And also it's just easier to fly up there, but in takeoff and landing and in when you're doing certain maneuvers, you know, for practice and stuff like they were doing, you could be at an elevation where you're going to run into birds and it will, it could take out your plane. Yeah. Super terrifying (laughs) on all sides there. Like, I don't want to be a bird that I'm just, you know, and all of a sudden something just rams either right into you or you fly into it as it flies by. Like, I guarantee you that, uh, Every airplane who probably that hits a bird is going way faster than the bird ever could go. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know like you're flying and then like just right you're hitting it like your spot of existence like just going to be right there in the plane. <laughs> like in uh, in the boys with Robin at the beginning yeah. of a bird and she yeah. gets blown up by being run through by another. Yeah, bird. exactly. Um, I like Sato, which is what I, when, he said. Whenever I get on a plane, I stop and look around at the people I'm going to die with. I don't think I look. I have sometimes I've looked around on like people I'm on a plane with when I'm like, oh, what would happen if we were in like zombie apocalypse? Because like if I'm going to be like the lead female character, like where's the younger, the young boy who's like 10 years old that I'm going to have to like be mom to now or after the plane crash? <laughs> so I have like gone through that a few different times of just like, hmm. If we were in a movie, like, where? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, oh, oh, I just lost all of the chats ever. I did see someone oh, mention yeah. to you about OBS having a chat, which is something that we talked about in a meeting, before, but because of stream, how I stream it's done and how, like, there's a lot of technical issues of why that is not as easy as we would hope it to be. So right now I'm just jankily manually putting stuff on screen. Yeah, that's but true. But I keep forgetting where I left off, so I might be repeating, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, so we're kind of talking about both movies at the same time. I'll say that I enjoyed Maverick, the new film, more because uh, I, I just kind of thought, like, it, the, the, even though it kind of had similar similar plot lines of just, like, here you are, like, here are the, the kids and stuff that were going to go on. Like, it just, I don't know, it felt like it, the characters, I got to understand the characters more a little bit, and uh, and it just dro- helped drive the plot through. Like, I, I, and I was super excited because I, I guess he's everywhere. I've been rewatching the show Scream Queens, and the guy who plays <laughs> Chad Radwell <laughs> plays uh, Hangman. And in, in yeah, Batman. so I was super excited to see him. I've never seen him in anything else before. I keep seeing really? Palmer in everything. She's been she's in Nope, and she's in so she's in. Scream Queens, and I've watched like a couple different things. Like, oh, she's in this thing. Oh, she's in this thing. And I just happened to be watching. <laughs> so, uh, Glenn Powell was, played John Glenn in Hidden Figures. I read and, that, but I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know. He's, he's in that. And um, he played uh, the lead male in Step It Up, which is a uh, rom com where two 
assistance to high power execs try to get their high powered bosses to date. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's set it up. It's I like it. I thought it was really funny, and he's really good in it. Um, but yeah, he yeah, I, I've I've seen him in a lot of things. I like him. He actually tried out for Rooster, um, but. Yeah. They decided to go with Miles Teller instead to play Rooster, and I think that was a smart decision because he looks more like the guy who played Goose. (laughs) Are they actually related? Like, did they just get some sort of progeny and and use him? They're pretty similar looking. No, yeah, and then uh, it was funny though because after Glenn Powell tried out and they didn't go with him, they decided to go with Teller instead. Uh, Tom Cruise and the producers were like, we still really like Glenn Powell, though. Oh, so they beat they they beefed up the part of Hangman. He wasn't supposed to be as oh, big as he was, and, and they got to have another sort of rivalry between the two. Or like, so like, oh, here's the next generation, and yeah, they made him more like, oh, is he kind of like a douchebag? Like, actually, he was. He, he was kind of haughty, like he was good at what he did, so he kind of had that confidence, but he was a good guy. <laughs> like he, yeah. he made him like, I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> nice man. Also, oh, you go first. Uh, I was just going to say that, like, I thought it was one of my favorite parts was when uh, Hangman's, he says, this guy needs his ego checked. And then I was like, oh, God, this is going to be like, like Jester in Top Gun, he's gonna like play games with them. It's gonna be easy, and it was. Mm-hmm. He like he smashed everybody. And it's like yeah, because it's like he has so many years of experience uh-huh. playing plays. I, I mean, I love. I'm always a fan of that kind of trope of just. I was just tell, talking about this earlier today. I think of of. Like, oh, here's the the guy where you kind of have, you know, the young kids might think of like, oh, you're a has-been. And like, here, but then you they show like, hey, no, I'm experienced and I'm like better than all of you. And then I end up training you to make you guys. So I always kind of like that story in like any any movie or book or whatever that you like. I enjoy that as a concept, story concept. I really like uh, there was uh, when when the movie started and it and. Uh, Maverick was a test pilot for a new, you know, uh, plane that they were, you know, a new scientific advancement in in flight that they were doing. I was like, this makes so much sense as a setup, because here's my thought is that it's like you're not going to get the young relatively inexperienced pilot to pilot the new tech you're gonna get the older more experienced more flight hours under his belt pilot to to fly that um and so i was like that makes so much sense i could totally just see this being real and i think maverick is supposed to be like 68 in maverick is he supposed yeah it's like based on the over 30 years so I didn't know whether it was supposed to not, if it wasn't like an exact of like what year. They said what his, his, his year of birth was in one oh, of the movies. Okay. So that made, him, that made him 68. The movie takes place in 2019. But um, oh, it the oldest, I think the oldest U.S. Navy pilot was 64. So like that's not far off. <laughs> he just... 
but that's older than what he actually is, though, too. Like, that just seems too old to... I thought they were trying to, like, retcon a bit or just, like, not have any questions asked of, like, time. Um, I... I... <laughs> I mean, okay, so it was 1986. <laughs> Someone's, like, clucking it there. <laughs> um, so it was supposed to take place in 2019, though? Yeah, it was. See that, like, the, the it was actually, like, 2012, 13 or something like that, when it was initially going to was conceived yeah. i guess but then then with tony um uh, yeah he died yeah just <laughs> <laughs> to put a dour note on that <laughs> if, let's say 20 if it was 1986 to 2019 that's 33 years and if he was 24 which is how old the actor was how old tom cruise was in the original so that would be 57 Oh so, yeah, I might be adding ten years to the numbers. I can't I, remember. I'm more willing, I can accept fifty-seven, and he looks because he's still <laughs> <in> real life. <laughs> like sixty, so it's just like way over. Like it's retiring <laughs> age and stuff too, and like and old. I just was kind of picturing like you know Biden or Trump like doing because they're like with old people and. Like, you know what's crazy is that him and Tom, uh, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer are not that old, like different in age. Yeah. And like Tom Cruise is in insane shape. Yeah. Should we talk about how much of a vampire or something Tom Cruise is and how like he like he <laughs> ages but he's still beautiful. Like he's still <laughs> like not he doesn't age enough. I guess he's like um um uh I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Uncle Jesse in Happy Days. Um uh, and he's in Scream Queens too. John Oh my gosh. I don't know why I'm blanking out on his name right now. I can't help you. You ever watched <laughs> Happy Days? What am I saying? Happy Days. Not unhappy. Uncle Jesse in I mean it's a full house. I don't know why I'm oh, okay. everything up. Uncle Jesse in Full House. Oh, and okay. He's in Scream Queens. Jessica Zablin's it. Not in this John how much John Stamos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a while to get there by saying a bunch of wrong things first, but John Stamos. He looks ageless too, and in, in the second season of Scream Queens, they keep like kind of talking about. We don't know how old you are. <laughs> I've not seen that season yet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, I'm still working on it too, but okay, it's it's fun. Oh, Zato has to leave. Bye, Zato. Rudy trailer was better than the movie because it was short. Uh, <laughs> with that, yeah, that's a trailer. That just, I mean, I don't think I watched the trailer, but I probably should have just watched it and been done with it because it was not worthwhile. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Tom Cruise, yes, some sort of like I think he 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 went to the fountain of youth or like <laughs> sacrifices you know, animals, babies or something though to like keep looking as he does because he, yeah he's looks very fit and and younger than just like he's like you know the young sixty. He like turned fifty in the middle of filming Oblivion. Which was directed by the same person who directed Maverick, by the way. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, which I really like Oblivion. My favorite thing Tom Cruise does, like, he does all these, especially in his, like, earlier career, where he plays this hot shot, whatever, like, this is, Top Gun was one of them. Um, but, like, my favorite work of his is when he does um, uh, sci-fi. His sci-fi work is my favorite. 
But okay, yeah, this is what I said. Uh, I was I was ten years off. So the oldest Navy, the oldest fighter pilot, re- the Navy's oldest fighter pilot retired at fifty four. Okay. Uh, from Maverick's birth year of sixty two, uh, he is fifty eight in this film, which most pilots say is pushing the envelope. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I did end ten years to that, <laughs> and that's hit Tom Cruise's age too because he was sixty two my dad's age mm-hmm. um but yeah okay okay so i'm and that was fine i was i that's okay but i was like, gonna say 68 I'm like no and then i'm also just picturing like william shatner too like <laughs> someone who's piloting which i thought that would be hilarious but also very like i wouldn't want someone with that like your your reflex is going to be piloting dangerous. was this thing I could believe Tom Cruise in the shape he's in still piloting because guess what? He does still pilot his plane. That plane in the beginning and the end of the movie is actually his plane. Oh, really? Yes, that's his oh, Mustang. Um, I, and I'm like, super rich way. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, Harrison Ford flies and so does Michael Dorn. Um, but you do have to be in shape to, to like, pulled the kind of maneuvers that they pulled. And the thing is, though, here's, like, the thing about Maverick, this movie, most of, like, they were in these planes. They were not, these were not, like, them filming face shots on the ground. They actually were. They were in these planes as they were flying. Really? I didn't know to that extent that he, oh, well, and I have, were you guys, was it on last week's episode? Or at some point, we were talking about, like, Tom Cruise doing all his stunts. Yeah, like a crazy person. I was talking to someone about that earlier, and we were like, he's just an adrenaline junkie, and he gets paid millions of dollars to to feed his adrenaline rush. (laughs) Yeah, lucky him. Although he is, uh, the one, I think he's insane, but at the same time, that insanity makes him a really good artiste, because he pushes the envelope. Like, he's a producer now. He's He produced Maverick. And he had so many rules, like uh, he he's the one who designed the training for all the, the younger people who were going to be in the planes, the, all the other actors, like how you were going to be able to handle doing this. And um, I mean, it, he's he's so serious. Yeah, she's like playing with something. She's trying to grab a USB. But um you jerk. Um but yeah, he's he's I mean, he's very serious. He said he would never do he wouldn't do Maverick unless they avoided CGI. Like he didn't uh, he didn't want to do CGI shots. And the way they film this is that the actors would would work on their makeup and in the in the cockpit, like check it and everything, make sure they have everything right, turn on their cameras, say their lines, and you know do their shots, turn off the camera, land, and then people would watch what they recorded to see whether or not it was right. And if it wasn't right, they do it again. They filmed so much footage for Maverick that it's more than all three of the Lord of the Rings movies. But they were flying That's, during, like, so what, to do all the lines and everything? Like, they, they yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this movie actually, like, to me, production value-wise, it works. They don't fucking yeah. cheat. Uh, wow. They, uh, Yeah. And I, I think that's why it's so good. 
myself. I, I, I think they just, they put in the work and that's what he wanted too. Like he, he wanted it to be that. And for these actors to do that, to Chad Radwell to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's his name again? Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. 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 Um, yeah, so I'm just impressed because he's such a douche in Scream Queen. <laughs> he is. He's a sweetheart and set it up. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah. yeah. I'm curious, and I need to go and watch all the different things because I really like him uh, as, a, as the actor in Scream Queens. He was him, and he was just really good at that role. He's really funny as Chad Redwell. He is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, like him. Once you're done, once you're, you've completed that, I do want to go through that whole series because it's a fun show. Um, well, uh, as it's coming up on eight o'clock Eastern, any final thoughts then to Maverick? I'm trying to think if there are any other things that I'm, or, or to the original one. Uh, have you looked at my I just, I, I, I do, I like Maverick. I enjoyed it better I than Top Gun. And I enjoyed it than a lot of movies that have come out lately. <laughs> I would say I didn't enjoy it more than other movies that have come out lately, but just generally ones that I've seen, like I, I liked it more than the original and this one was, was okay. It kept my attention more. Actually, you know, I was okay with the end, like the end action sequence. I understand what you mean by like, you know, why maybe it's not necessary and stuff, but, but I was like, I'm more interested in watching these action sequences than I was in the original one, too. And maybe it was just a quality. I'll also have to throw in, it was not available in my local theater anymore. And it was not officially available online anywhere. So I had to watch in a not as very well produced (laughs) It's hard to hear. That's why, like, I want to go. I think there there is a theater that's farther away that we might be able to go to because I'm like, I think I w- I'm willing to see this again, which is saying something. I don't rewatch movies. Um, see it again, like in theaters, like fully to see the actual, like to hear the dialogue and everything that we were <laughs> missed out on. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thing with Iceman too. I was gonna say was, I I didn't know anything about Val Kilmer's life illness and yeah and um so I, just, I, never, I don't think i've really watched much of him as an actor and like nothing against him just again i don't do movies um but he so when he came in and like the like the way that they filmed it and then he was just typing and i was like whoa this isn't a this isn't just like a, a chosen concept for this movie like you wouldn't do that like in a film like this though like he I'm like so he so I looked it up as I was watching I'm like yeah okay he had throat cancer and was recovering like, and he couldn't speak and so I expected him in that scene as I looked it up that he wasn't going to be speaking at all so when he did I was just like oh okay cool you do have some voice that actually isn't his voice that's oh. AI Oh, that's no. AI that they made for this movie to sound like him based oh, on it does sound like him yeah, um, no voice at all. Oh, now I'm sad again. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> His daughter said it sounded a lot like him. It was, you know, but mm-hmm. he's he he's filmed the snowman almost immediately after his like recovery from surgery and everything. And honestly, it's like his face is much worse. He's had some reconstructive surgery since then. Um, it's it's much worse, and he's dubbing himself in that movie and uh so like he's filming on set not really talking and then he goes he went into the studio and he would record his lines and then they they audio mix them to have some volume because he has like no strength um okay 
and uh yeah he 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 it was honestly watching the snowman was really hard for me because uh someone who i really cared about had the same cancer and it was like like really shocking i was i didn't know that that was what was wrong with Val Kilmer going into it. Someone had told me that there was something like wrong with him and I didn't know what it was. I watched it and I was like, holy shit, this is like looking at my family member who got this illness. And it was like, this is hard for me. And the scene in Maverick with the two of them is really emotionally impactful. Yeah. Like yeah. partially because of the fact that Val Kilmer really was sick. Right. Yeah, that's how like I could I could sense it that like it's been like even like I said at first, like no, like this isn't a, like this isn't just as the character. Like you wouldn't do this for the character's role if you had didn't have to. So when I looked yeah. at it, I'm like yeah, like so then it just kind of meant like oh, the scene is a lot heavier than like you have these two, and especially then they killed him off. I'm like yeah, like wow, that's that was a lot. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look up that- the snowman. The Snowman is a um, okay. stars Michael Fassbender. Oh, okay, okay. And it's a serial killer thriller mystery. Right, All right, you're hitting, you're hitting my right genres. <laughs> I did not like it, by the way. Not oh, really? just okay. not because of the Kilmer thing. I just thought it was. But just generally. Well, yeah, I just maybe if it's bad enough, it could be a bad movie night too. <laughs> yeah, there's one for your bad movies. Yeah, right. Um, they had to get approval from the Navy to mount the camera system, too, which means it had to be tested out as unknown sailor. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, back to uh, as far as, like, um, I guess it's superstition. I'm like, how long you have until like, you don't ask that? But but just generally, like, you know, they go in. My, my boyfriend's brother just came back from the Air Force, and he was in Korea for a few years. But it's just like, you don't you get shipped wherever you're going to get shipped. You don't you always have a choice or you have like options, but sometimes like you don't. And he just chose to get out early though too. Like he was like, I'm done because you know, everything that's going on currently with like gov- or government and everything, it just wasn't worth it anymore. And um, not that we have to hash out like all those details, but it was just enough that he was like, nope, I'm, you know, it was like a couple of years early and he was like, I'm, I can't do it. I'll, take the hit and just bail now so well that was the thing someone mentioned when i had brought up the fact that uh navy's recruitment went up 500 percent for the first top gun it's not working with maverick with this movie Uh, they're still at negative 10 percent recruitment according to that comment uh in chat so i mean i don't i don't think like in the 80s like sure that that could have worked but i don't i don't think uh, I like things are just so unstable right now. It's kind of hard, and like a lot of people have a lot of trust in institutions. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's 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 a lot of trust to put into an institution because that's your life. <laughs> you know, it's literally life and death. Like I, I don't know, you would want it to be more stable. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, it's hard for me because it's like mil- of the government institutions and stuff there are like military there's still a part where i'm like i i uh, admire those who who are willing to go away like you know like the because i have a lot of family members and stuff who've gone into different branches and so there's that but i also know that 
we spend way more money than like any other country does. Like, I don't think it needs to be as large. I don't think we need to be all over protecting every country and stuff too. Like I'm a lot more isolationist and, and stuff now. I think and, we so. can still be stretched as the way we are with less money because the, a big part of the problem is military waste. Actually, there's, there's been some, do, some like not very well distributed documentaries on how much we spend in military waste um, it was actual military active duty members talking about how shitty it is. Um, so like, I, I, I mean, like some of that money is just, you know, being pissed down the drain, you know, right. with no, it, it has no like, you know, positive influence on whether or not we're protecting other people or ourselves, honestly. So yeah. I, I think that's a big part of the problem. So much stuff excess spending and yeah yeah there's definitely a lot of other problems too i just the more when it comes to like where we are to come a lot more like oh it's not our it shouldn't be our responsibility there's one thing like, at one point of like treaties and stuff that i might be signed into but then there's another point of like we can't be protecting everyone and especially one the countries that are like we hate america i'm like oh you <laughs> well we're protecting you though like wow can you, you really yeah Let's, we can cut ties once we're once we're done with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Did you love people who spit in your face and then yeah. say, "Come help me"? Seriously, <laughs> like, you know, I just kind of get resentful about that a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, ultimately, yeah, I liked Maverick. I thought that was a fine. I want to see it again with better quality, though. Too, like I said, I just I had to like replay parts because I'm like, what are they saying? Like, it was too garbled. <laughs> I couldn't understand and. Um, well, so, like most modern movies now, it's audio mixing does suck. That too. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely <laughs> like turning down the volume when there was just like loud stuff or something. Like what happened to when you can just like compress every, like make it all around the same where you don't have to constantly turn up and down. Like audio mixing. So I know I, I do like, I sit there with my hand on the volume button now, like, yeah. <laughs> And it's one of the reasons why I don't like going to the movie theaters is because I bring heroes with me to put in my ears so that like I don't get hearing damage from the yeah. parts. Oh, because they 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 can cause as much hearing damage as a fucking rock concert because they turn it up so loud. And one of the reasons why they turn it up so loud is because all the fucking dialogue is like. And it's like, what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> film of them just whispering and they don't have close enough mind so it sounds like and then they film it in the real darkness where i can't see anything that's going on and like a lot of modern style like yeah it's looks cool and artsy and realistic but i have no idea what's going on like i'm okay i can suspend my disbelief a little bit if you shine some blue light to make it look like nighttime here or something like (laughs) when it comes to home viewing it's my preference because i can turn on subtitles Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. my number yeah. one reason for preferring home viewing to home to movie uh, theaters. Too. I, yeah. I, I wish like, I need to watch it again. I wish I could have subtitles uh, in the theater <laughs> there, but because I just sometimes I don't know. I don't think my hearing maybe my hearing's getting worse and stuff too. But sometimes I just like the mumbling or or maybe it's my lack of paying attention. Where I'm just like I lost it. But I, when I'm reading, at least I'm focused enough on like catching what's what's being written. So like. For me, it was always a verbal comfort comprehension issue because of my learning disability. So I almost always had them on, like ever, mm-hmm. all the time. And then 
I, I continued it as, a, as I was an adult and my best friend got used to it. At first he hated it. And then I was like, well, I'm not watching anything without them. Sorry. And then like, so he's used to it now and he's annoyed when he doesn't have them. And he, and like, I recently saw people bitching about how they've changed audio mixing for like dialogue is really low. Action is really high. And the problem, and like, I didn't notice it necessarily because I always had subtitles on. So I didn't ever have to like worry about how quiet dialogue was. So I was always like, I know what they're saying because it's written right there. <laughs> if I don't hear it, so I will still turn it up. And Coley says audio mixing is made for the theater, not so much home viewing. But from what you've said, Alex, though, too, they're still not mixing it well in the theater. Like if it's still so loud in the theater and you can't hear the dialogue, though, like then things are being messed up. It's also, I mean, like when when you do audio mixing it will like you do test it out like what does it sound like on this speaker what do you say and headphones and stuff do too so it's just like if their goal is for the theater it should still like a better quality product would be that you aren't like getting uh, you know ear uh <laughs> damage you're damaging it you're damaged while listening to it uh, just loud parts versus dialogue because then sometimes too wherever you are though i'm like i can't hear it so i might lean closer to try and, and then it just like bursts your eardrum so <laughs> yeah. i so i just yeah i don't know i'm trying to think of the theaters here i mean like we, it's such an old school theater we still have the advertisements that they do are clearly from like 2005 but the kids doing like a car commercial but they're here at the theater and like it's a whatever stupid song i'm just like Bye. <laughs> and then they say like turn off your cell phones and your pagers too and oh my god they say pagers clearly <laughs> yeah. 2000s like mid early to mid 2000s yeah really styles oh and everything god. Um, but I'm like, this is the same commercial I've seen like I saw when I went there like 20 years ago. So that's hilarious. <laughs> never bothered up there. I'm like, I hope this car place is still like sponsoring them. Like this just seems like they will forever be sponsoring this theater. So <laughs> yeah, really. Then like it is kind of funny that like you might hear the same commercial in an area for decades. When I I left Arizona for eight years for college, when I came back. And the radio was, someone turned on the radio and I, this ad came on for Shane Co. And I was, which is a jewelry store out here. And I was like, oh, and, it, and it's always been the same guy who owns it doing the commercials. And I was like, oh, holy shit. He's still alive. <laughs> like, it was so shocking to me. Oh, and he was yeah. still doing the commercials. And I, I like, I think everybody has like a local commercial thing that they're used to. Uh, that I, I always find that funny. I know Patton Oswald has a bit about like commercials he remembers from his childhood to like on the radio and stuff. Like there's just, there's just something about that. Like you're never going to get it out of your head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never. It's ingrained there now. Um, okay. I'm trying to think anything else. I think that's it I have for as far as Top Gun goes. It was, I'll, Rewatch it, see if I'll let you know if I have different ideas, different opinions on it later. <laughs> um, we'll see. But uh, okay, so moving on to to different topics, I don't have like another full like movie or show or anything. But you had something you wanted to read. We have like I have like a couple different just like entertainment pop culture topics to talk about yeah. too. So um, we I'll do mine first. I do have it ready. 
All right, um, Missy. Go ahead. You're gonna have to move first. <laughs> she moved everything <laughs> too. Okay, so <laughs> you need to monitor. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, so this is a thread that I found last night. I read it to myself, I read it to my friend, my friend read it to me, and I died. Uh, when an article says some scientists think, then remember this, I, a scientist, once thought I could fit a whole orange in my mouth. I could, it turns out, get it in there, but I hadn't given sufficient thought to the reverse operation. <laughs> I should also, on reflection, have practiced in private. I had an audience which grew as my initial satisfaction at an a hypothesis well proven slipped rapidly through stages of qualm, disquiet, then alarm, mild through severe, and, in, and ended in full-blown panic. When one panics, one's muscles tense, which is, of course, the opposite of what I needed here. I had been quite relaxed at the start, but now I couldn't get a finger between the orange and the very taut edges of my mouth. Above and below the orange, which was now under some pressure, deformed to make a nearly perfect seal against my teeth. I hadn't previously been aware of how much oxygen one needs to consume an orange, but I was made aware of it now by a sudden and ongoing lack. I forgot for a moment that I had nostrils and tried to breathe yeah. in hard through my mouth. I have big lungs. When the doctor tested my lung capacity, I blew the end clean off the cardboard tube. I've always been vaguely proud of that, mostly for want of more tangible achievements and because I am, when all is said and done, the kind of person otherwise predisposed to shove a whole orange in his mouth without cause. Those enormous lungs, my pride and joy, expanding in this moment of crisis to their fullest extent, had created a hard vacuum <laughs> against the orange, which at that point imploded. <laughs> From now on, things which had been unfolding at an almost leisurely pace started to happen rather fast. So I will take this opportunity to say that no one had actually tried to help me <laughs> up till now. This was not for lack of opportunity. <laughs> Later, someone mentioned the kind of details, veins like worms scribbling incomprehensible messages across my forehead, eyes popping out as if on stalks, laced with tiny red veins, which one can only truly apprehend at a distance that wouldn't have made help impossible. But back to the imploding orange. Although it didn't diminish appreciably in volume upon implosion, the released juice vaporized, turning into a burning acidic cloud that instantly flooded my lungs. My lungs, very sensibly, responded by collapsing rapidly, aided by, my, by an involuntary and powerful spasm from my diaphragm. The vapor and oily zest from the orange skin mixed with mucus scoured from my lungs that spread, spread flat, we must remember, would cover a tennis court, as well as the last of my residual oxygen, exited now through my rediscovered nostrils as a magnificently abundant yellow foam. And having a volume in excess of what could easily aggress at speed via those narrow tubes, it also squirted out through nearby exits, including around my eyes. 
Even that wasn't enough, and the buildup of pressure finally proved too much for the orange, which left my mouth like grape shot from a cannon, like the superliminal jets generated by matter falling towards a black hole at relativistic speed, temporarily blind and gasping in my own private world of consequences. I was unaware of the cone of devastation that I had unleashed upon the unluckier segment of my audience occupying roughly one steridian of solid angle to my front. When I finally recovered my senses and the cycle of whooping inhalation and coughing fits had exhausted itself, I was greeted not by the concern that I felt such a brush with death merited, but with a disgust that later reflection suggests may not have been wholly unwarranted. So anyway, whenever you read some scientists think, think about me and recalibrate the lower end of your expectations accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The thing that made, like, someone had said, I was really concerned for you once orange juice came out of your eyes. And he just replied, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That terrifying ones oh you would just from the beginning like oh he shoved a whole orange inside his mouth holy crap that's so scary it's like i always think like my my brain goes into like what's what are worst case scenarios of anything that i do ever though so can be rather cautious about things um but yeah like that so that just like immediately scared me like man that guy's gonna die (laughs) he almost did and I love, like, the idea that, like, he he basically snot vomited all over these people in front yeah. of him. He wasn't doing anything to help. No. And then, like, someone had asked him, hey, do, do people ever sit in that spot in your audience ever again? And, like, he goes, hmm, now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, oh God. he okay. It's a good... It's not just a good story. It's also the fact that it's like, yeah, scientists are human beings. Right, yeah, the main point of this is that, yeah, that, <laughs> of course, it's the same thing with like government, too. Like, well, the government says, like, well, the government is just made up by a bunch of people and the average intelligence is not that high. What are the chances that they're going to be like that? They're all smarter than you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the doctors, too. It's like, yeah, you could be really good at your job or really informed but but it's also just like but to your specific area so many are specialized too so like you can ask one like they don't know anything like especially uh, not to discredit doctors and stuff but it's just it can be frustrating too it's like oh i go to one thing to ask a question like well they don't know anything because like this isn't their specialty or they only do like i understand the body the human body is really complex which is kind of weird how you can go ahead and say like we know for certain exactly how this some certain thing might affect every human ever without any consequences at all of anything no no medication no treatment ever acts the same way in 100 percent of the population that is legitimately impossible right (laughs) so my dad yesterday was foraging for wild mushrooms in the woods as you do and he cooked them up and like he found out like which ones they were and stuff. So he cooked them up and, and 
brought them over for me to eat and they were very good. But he was talking about how like they look similar to some poisonous mushrooms. So <laughs> so you have to be careful about how like, you know, if the insides turn blue, um, that, that there could be poisonous. These ones do turn blue, but at a slower rate for like different reasons. So these ones are okay, not poisonous. <laughs> I did actually hear someone talk about like going out into the wild and trying to like tell what's poisonous and not poisonous and like in there like the difference between doing it with a book and doing it with a person who actually knows and the difference is don't use the book <laughs> like, and like, and I'm like and to some extent I get their point because it's like yeah it's got a bunch of drawings and that's uh, helpful and everything but, but it's might. like but nature doesn't always look perfect, so it it's kind of very similar ones. That's like in the, the point for a lot of plants and animals stuff too. Like you need to to disguise yourself. Like, oh, I want mm-hmm. someone to eat me, so I'm gonna look like you. I'm gonna mushroom that looks like you, but actually, I'm just here to like, make you, you know, ill and kill you. But yeah. uh, so I think there's actually like two, like a couple different similar looking mushrooms like that. And he so he was like going through and explaining this whole thing. I think it was a bolete. I think that's what it was called. But um, when he was reading online, because he's like, they probably, you know, even the poisonous ones won't likely kill you. It'll make you like feel pretty sick. It'll like, sick. upset stomach yeah. diarrhea and stuff. But most likely it won't. But some people, and so there were like various people talking about whatever. I don't know what he was on mushroom forum. I have no idea where he was finding. It. <laughs> but um, but he was saying how like some one guy says that like, oh, I, you know, I ate a bite and like I was in the ER like 15 minutes later. I had to go to the ER, and other people are like, I eat these daily. So same thing with like medicines or stuff too. Like your people's bodies react differently to different things. Like even what, what might be like dangerously poisonous to someone might not be to someone else and vice versa. And um, so it's just I, to me, like without needing to like wait and hear what the scientists and what the doctors were going to say like one or two years ago about, you know, all the, the yeah. stuff going on in the world. It was just kind of like there's a lot of common sense out here. Like why should I believe that like they know 100% what they're saying right now to something that's super new and that when we're all individual people with different bodies? I know. That was, like, I anytime, like, someone says that 100% this would not happen with anyone with this treatment, I'm like, I don't believe you. Like, I just, I think you're just selling something. Like, I feel like there's no way it can be 100%. And I, 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 I've said this on the, when we did the, the real Anthony Fauci off YouTube is that like when they, I was on the anti-seizure medication and there's this one called Keppra and it was new. And when it came out, people were, they were saying that it doesn't cause an increase in seizures, unlike every other anti-epileptic that's ever been invented. And I was like, I don't believe you. That sounds like a fucking sales point. Like, it's a lie. You're like, oh, well, if if you had seizures on this, it's just because you missed a dose. Like, you know, you're just lying. Like, I I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't believe anything is 100% when it comes to medications and treatments. I just don't believe that's possible because there's so many people with, chronic conditions in the world and with different genetics that it's just like it's impossible it's impossible to say 100 percent 
either. Yeah, like people like, oh, I know what I have allergies or, or whatever types of things. But some people just don't even know, like, <laughs> like, here's this sensitivity that I never came across until right now. Or maybe my body changed and I didn't know until right now. And it's, yeah, I just also as far as like people saying, like, everything's fine, like, you know, to anything, not even medical stuff. I'm someone who kind of ends up getting like a Murphy's Law thing happen a lot. Like anytime people, I'll use like mini golf as an example. Like I remember people like, oh, you know, the way this mini golf thing is set up, there's no way that you're going to hit it out, out outside of the, the hole. Though. Like it has a backdrop, you're fine. And then I prove them wrong by accident. Like I just don't know how to like, too, I'm either too hard or too, too weak when I hit it though. And so instead of it bouncing back, it like hit it or instead of like only bumping it, it like hit, hit the back wall, bounced off, rolled down into like the outside of the, the whole court. Like, and it happens all like all the time, just that kind of thing where it's like, oh, everyone else did this thing. All right, let me try. And everything just like <laughs> around me. And like, that is just my existence. Oh. I met people like that, that they're like, oh, they're like, only me, only me with this happened to is like, they like, you know, throw a pencil and it just disappears into the ether behind <laughs> furniture. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time, this isn't a bad thing, but I just remember playing darts with a friend, my friend's place and he, he had like an electronic one. So it had like the start, like, like little buttons that had like start and whatever, select or whatever. And I threw it and my my dart got stuck inside the button hole, like when you pushed into it. So it was like a rubber, like wide button. I don't know how that happened, but it was just like directly pointed in. And I thought, well, that should be worth way more points though. <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I mean, but you still count that even if you don't mean to. Like I'm aiming for the number nine, but instead I get a bullseye. Like if you needed it on the score, <laughs> count it just because it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So just ultimately, it's just kind of like I I don't believe anytime anyone says anything's a hundred percent certain, really, unless that's why I love like simple math because it's black and white white like this that's and when they're trying to change two plus two equals five like no there was one thing in this universe that i felt confident in that like this is what it is like there's no gray areas here but if i add one thing and i get a second thing and i add those together it equals two like just and then so so that's been pretty personal to me when they're trying to like draw that line like i've specifically talked about <laughs> this in my life of how like this is not a gray area what i well, i every time they do that that when they um uh when they try to do the the two plus two equals five it just reminds me of one thing which i will now show you okay. uh, <laughs> because i it, and i bring it up and i know i'm not the only one who brings it up when it happens um, because it is so fucking stupid that they do this all the time because it, it's like we're we already have two major references for oh, two yeah, plus yeah. two <laughs> and it is yeah as you will be for a long long time this was such a tense story you too. do however have a choice you can live out your life in misery held here subject to my whims Whim. or you can live in comfort with good food and warm clothing women as you desire them allowed to pursue your studies of philosophy and history i would enjoy debating with 
you. You have a keen mind. It's up to you. A life of ease, of reflection, and intellectual challenge. Or this. What must I do? Nothing, really. Tell me how many lights you see. How many? How many lights? This is your last chance. The guards are coming. Don't be a stubborn fool. How many? You told me he would be ready to go. We had some unfinished business. Get him cleaned up. A ship is waiting to take him back to the Enterprise. Captain Picard. If you'll go with the guards, they'll take care of you. Alex is going to get us demonetized. <laughs> yeah. There Fortnite! I love that scene so much because, yeah. for one thing, it's it's a reference to 1984. And for mm -hmm. another thing, it's it's about, like, you cannot give up reality for comfort. Like, reality... There is no comfort if you give up reality, if you give in to that kind of torture or whatever. And like, I feel like it's a, a very important message right now, which is why New Trek is around now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of why people like when they when they believe all this made up stuff too, because I guess it is a comfort thing where it's just like yeah yeah like oh this makes you feel comfortable like yeah okay and then and i'll go along with that and because i'm uncomfortable over here and it's just a lot of trying to be comfortable <laughs> from an escape from reality by trying to make the fake fake real to themselves and so then you're accepting everyone else's though but eventually as carter always says like reality wins out in the end like maybe not like in humanity's favor like we won't maybe we aren't not in a good place <laughs> but we live in reality. That's why I don't even like saying people saying like, oh, we live in two different realities. No, we don't. We live in one reality. Others are living in a delusion. Yes. Um, I, I could, it's okay saying movies. I can live in two different movies. Sure. But yeah, like one reality, the rest is unreality. Um, it's a, it's, den it's denial of reality. Some of us are accepting reality and then some of us are not. Uh, I, so, I guess some... everyone might do that to some extent, like on a very small scale of something or you know like that i can see that's still a like human nature to kind of like i'm gonna ignore you know this flaw that i have or something though and then a little bit of self-denialism yeah <laughs> yeah or or into someone else like oh my significant other like i ignore this flaw like they're they're totally fine like and you just ignore, just don't see it like so i'd say like to everyone like kind of does it to some extent i'm not saying that like no one should or doesn't ever do it but it's when it takes over like your entire society. Like, yeah. Mass delusion. Well, and it's, it would be one thing if this was only an entertainment, but the fact that it's in like the medical industry, mm -hmm. it's in academia, it's in the military. 
It's in our governments on like all levels. It's just like, honestly, if some people wanted to deny reality in a weird way and live on their own about it, that wouldn't be a big deal. Like that's already happened several times in America alone. Like they go live in a commune. Everyone leaves them the fuck alone and they leave us alone and unless they don't pay taxes and then the government does bother them. But you know, for the most yeah. part, there's, they separate themselves from everyone else who doesn't believe in their delusion. But now it's, it's been institutionalized, which is why a lot of people say the lunatics are running the asylum. Uh, Cause they, they're literally denying reality on a systemic level. They love the word systemic. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, but that's getting too real. Yeah. We're, we got <laughs> really real. Right <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I'm just read a couple of things that I saw that Johnny boy says I flipped a nickel once to decide what movie or, fr- or group of friends would see that night. And the nickel landed on the side edge, rolled several feet and stopped without falling. <laughs> so uh, that's weird stuff that happens. Yeah. I love that. I think Polly was trying to do, but she said one plus one equals two parentheses when you didn't notice the hitchhiking parasite but then she met one plus one equals three and said oh wow i couldn't do it wrong when i tried (laughs) you're too real you live in too much reality you can't even pretend to be like them yeah Um, we also said had a player uh make a saving roll on percentile dice and one of the d10 stopped on the cut and he said that it's a critical success and got no argument so it's like right in between (laughs) on there too like it's always so exciting when that kind of thing happens. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> when I roll, I have my, my dice trays here still because I play D&D. Uh, but I just have, like, tons, tons of dice. So then sometimes when I roll something, Holy it bounces. Shit. And it just will, like, land on one, some of the many other dice that I'm not putting away. Because I like to <laughs> out, like, oh, no, I want this this D20 or this metal one or this lighter one. Or this one didn't roll well, so let me switch. And a lot of times I have to roll multiple ones at a time because I'm, like, you know, the DM and a bunch of people at once but yeah but then sometimes it like bounces and it lands on it i was just like hang on i gotta keep re-rolling everything what i find funny have you ever done a, a digital uh game like that like do it with other people on like zoom or or video conferencing because all of a sudden everybody's dice rolls get really good oh, um, um, <laughs> uh, surprisingly my D&D groups are all remote now like once once the coup hit then they wanted to, to go remote and then we moved so like we're all everyone's remote mm-hmm. but they all seem to like their roles don't get any better <laughs> they all get stronger just generally because now like everyone's super strong and god level because we've been going mm-hmm. for so long but um yeah so they but they'll they'll fail and they fail because like failing isn't isn't terrifying though either though like oh here's something bad that might happen but it's just like this is going to be fun for the storyline for the group and stuff yeah like i don't like failing in battles because that sucks because this is long enough already if i'm or whatever but and it just goes on and on but like sometimes when you're failing just in any other part of the adventure like role playing and stuff too they're like oh this is gonna be hilarious like i I am someone who like i do want to like oh i want to make sure my roles are good and stuff but like there are certain times too, like in the game Savage Worlds, sometimes like my character is an idiot. And then like, so I do a lot of <laughs> like stupid stuff. I'm loud and everything. And it, it's fun to do. So that's why sometimes I'm like, yeah, I should fail at this very simple task. And like, and let's put go, we'll roll with that and how I 
I couldn't. <laughs> I once went a door uh, through a door. There was I used to read FMLs, which is now like a pretty much dead platform. And there was this one where this guy got down on one knee to tie his shoe because he saw it was untied and he sneezed and slammed his face into his knee and broke his nose. Oh my gosh. And like, I think of, it's been years. It's, it's been more than 10 years since I read that the first time. And I always think of it whenever I think of critical failures <laughs> in dice rolls. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, we were like, oh, you got to roll your dice whenever you could possibly fail something. It's like, you can fail tying your shoe. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You can critically fail oh. tying your shoe. <laughs> we did so Savage Worlds. We tried out. We, it was for some special event so we did a game where instead of we only roll d6s and like you know it's 50 50 so you have a 50 percent chance of failing in every action you took you had to roll so it was i think speaking was okay but it was like i walk to to the other side of the room and so then you have like you roll a one you're like well you tripped and fell whatever crazy like so we just kept it and we got no problem we had it ended up being like a couple sessions long because it took us so long to do anything and we're just like really ridiculously like trying i think i got caught in like a a a street sweeper or something too that was driving by and i got stuck inside it or something that was just like what terrible things can happen (laughs) it kind of reminds me of octodad uh octodad is a video game where you play an octopus pretending to be a husband and father in like a normal house and it's like one of those games where it's a, it's a physics-based game where it's like you can't you're trying to control all his limbs and like do normal things around the house as this octopus and uh, like everything goes wrong like all the time <laughs> like you, you can't really move as Octodad. Um, so Hi, it, man. I think you would find it kind of fun. I like time. I also think, depending on the game, I think we should try some games out on the stream, too. Like, when we were either playing together, like, because that was fun with, I don't know whether it was fun for the audience, but it was fun for me, and I'm what matters. <laughs> so, like, she's talking and nobody explodes, or, like, other, I think maybe we can, maybe either popular games now, or, or games that, uh, at least that we just want to try. Oh, she just says, I'm glad I'm not flexible enough to knee myself. In the- I am, I was just talking about how, because I can, like, put my leg up up to my head and stuff though like my legs <laughs> turn backwards too so i can like flip them around i've only met one other person in real life and he was australian and i met in an improv class who could do the same thing i just i felt like we were twins <laughs> no ever. but but yeah so i was talking about like how weird and where weird ways i bend <laughs> so i can do this yeah, yeah i can put oh my gosh um, thumb behind me <laughs> my arms hyperextend too so they like bend slightly backwards and, and they're like long yeah i do this thing where i flip my uh, my hands around like this uh, yeah. and then put them on my uh, hips and like every once in a while i i do that just i'm not trying to do it on purpose i do it just casually or whatever like oh this is normal and comment- my fr- and my people are like are you broken? And I'm yeah. like, because yeah, <laughs> my elbows are pointed 
forward. Yeah, no, I'll do that. Like my foot will go, I'll have like one foot best facing backwards or something too. And I'm just like standing there though. But it's just like, oh, it's a comfortable position. But people wonder, you know, like what what's wrong with me? Or instead of when I sit down and Indian position, what do they call it now? Cross leg and like retarded. But I don't care. So I want to sit down. <laughs> Um, I always have like my one foot up above the other one too, so they're not like crossed pretzel style. Like down below, one always sticks up, and and they're like usually crossed more, like some kind of like crisscross like this. On their legs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, comfortable yeah. for me. And everyone's just always like, "What's wrong with well, you?" Most of these are like if you look at yoga, like a lot of these are things that they will make you do in yoga. Like some of them are more advanced. Like I remember when I was a kid, I always like laid down on the ground with my knees bent so that my feet were beside my hips because mm. it felt good. And my, my mom always told me to stop because she said it was going to fuck up my knees. And then I turn, it turns out I, as I get into yoga as an adult, that's actually a yoga pose. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, and it's a comfortable pose like it, it really stretches your knees and uh, and apparently I liked it like almost every yoga pose a child would get into at some point because it's really like it, you know you're stretching your body or whatever we stop doing them as we get older just we fall out of habit from it. like but most of them are something we want to do naturally which is yeah. weird yeah also to spoil a little bit for you a line in scream queen season two is they have to do yoga for like a, for a thing and, and the one girl's like um but first can we just acknowledge that yoga is just stretching for douchebags um, <laughs> that is hilarious i like that I, there are so many lines in that show that kill me on my birthday when i went out to dinner with my friend i actually started quoting it at him <laughs> And he, at one point, he was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so offensive. So that's what, yeah, like, once we watch the show, we can talk about how, like, inappropriate and stuff it is, especially not even, uh, it's a few years old, but I'm like, even now, like, you would never do any of that. But, uh, <laughs> you, man, will you hike the Appalachian Trail with me, Beverly? Sure. <laughs> don't get lost. I need lots of water. I dehydrate easily. And. Oh, then, then don't come to Arizona. <laughs> I know what we've talked about. Like, I will not survive. I already, I was drinking better for a while, but then that derailed. So, like, I I need to, like, consciously think about, like, drinking enough water daily. <laughs> well, uh, do you want to talk about Demi Lovato? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, first, hang on. I have this uploaded. Yeah. So I'll just, the quick thing with Beyonce, I don't super care enough to say anything, but apparently, because Carter went over this on Dangerous Thoughts last night, and how she um, can't say spaz. People are mad at the word spaz. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. I, I didn't realize that was a thing. Let me select window. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm trying out British. Firefox here instead of, wind, instead of Edge, and now it's <laughs> select window or screen. And, this, and Firefox is weird. How is <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to show the entire screen. What is this? Allow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> nope, the wrong thing that I didn't want to share. Okay, I'm not going to try sharing right now. Okay. <laughs> Give up on that. Um, oh, wait. Oh, I got it. Okay. Sorry, what were you saying? You say something. Well, I'm being retarded. StreamYard. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, Just that it's oh, like a UK insult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, oh God, 
<laughs> too many things up. I'm like, it, it's switching between. It's not. Do, it's only doing the window, so it's switching in between the tabs. So I don't want to. If I click back onto Streamyard, then it doesn't let me do it. <laughs> this is so annoying. I'm boomering. I'm boomering everywhere. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Can you like share it in the chat and I'll pull it out? Yeah, like it won't even let me select that window anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and now it won't even let me share it. All right, I do not like Firefox. Your browser has blocked your screen. <laughs> All right, what? Well, it's not important enough to even share that anyway. Here you can do, I'll send you the Daily Wire thing about Demi Lovato, but I give up on this clearly. Okay, I'll I'll share it. I have it up. Uh, there's that, and then the other thing was just Beyonce. It was a thing about I don't even care anymore. I'm done. Oh, but it is <laughs> this uh, Daily Wire thing is popping up with a "What is a woman?" ad. So that's nice. Oh god, <laughs> Beyonce. Uh, they can't say spaz because it's offensive, and you're not allowed to to. Uh, it's ableist or something, which I just think like really like. I feel like if you were a real, any sort of real spaz, you're probably not the most afflicted as far as like what you're able and not able to do in life. Unless you're, you know, physically having spasms that you can't like hold on to something for a long time or drive or whatever. Like where if it's an extreme case of just like you can't do working heavy machinery, you know, that kind of thing. All right. I... <laughs> I mean, but, but I don't know, but uh, most of the time when they talk about spaz, you're just like clumsy and stuff. Like it's usually how it's done. And I just, I don't, I don't know which people who are actually spastic like that, who are upset about being disabled with it. I don't, I really know. I don't think well, I've really come across anyone like that. Well, here's the thing about like this whole policing language thing uh, over abled versus disabled language um, is that it's bullshit. It's total bullshit because you didn't hear them say shit at all during, um, you know, the whole, uh, like, everyone's wearing a mask, so the hard of hearing and the deaf can't read lips. Yeah. Like, they didn't say anything about that. And that was an actual impact on these people. And so they don't they don't actually give a shit. Like, just uh, controlling someone's language is both easier and gives you more power over someone so that's what it's actually about like it's it has nothing to do with people who are actually spastics like, like nothing at all to do with those people it's just right. bullshit <sighs> yeah i yeah be, or because it's like either they're just getting all worked up more than they need to be or they exist more now like we have we've built up generation of, of really sense of really sensitive people who can't handle like not getting a trophy or whatever. <laughs> so now that's just the only thing that they can like they have to complain because they just can't accept reality. Yeah. Well I mean like a big part of it is like I, I remember when Tropic Thunder came out, uh like a lot of people protested over the the word use of the word retard. But the thing is though is that the mentally uh, disabled people were like, I don't care. Right, yeah, like, most people don't, yeah. Yeah, like, it's someone protesting on behalf of someone who doesn't actually give a shit. 
like is usually what it is. Yeah, people, white yeah. people complaining about for for the people of color and stuff too. And I'm just always like, you don't don't speak for me. Don't generalize me with every other non-white person though. Like you aren't speaking for me. I don't want to speak for them either. I, well, the, I same, also, oh, the same is true for women. Like when it comes to feminism, they're yeah. like, say, women want this. I don't shut up. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like generalize. And I still, I do think it's funny for me too. I am multiracial. And I, so that'll be my complaint is that I can never, they, they rarely acknowledge. So most forms that you fill out, a lot of times it'll just, they'll say like, what are you Asian, white, black, whatever. And, and then it'll say biracial or multiracial. And it's like, they don't care which multiple races you are. They just want to know if you're not pure. So I mean, <laughs> uh, concealed carry, I it just it was a form fill out where I could type it in or write it in and stuff. And I typed in Asian slash white. And when I got there, the lady was like, which do you want to be, Asian or white? <laughs> oh, my God. How do you ask that with a straight face? No. So I laughed and I'm like, um, I guess Asian. And my boyfriend's been calling me a race traitor then. And then <laughs> so I told him later. And then he's, I was like, is it though? Like, it's not if I went with white, they the Asian would call me a race traitor. But then, like, I have to pick because, or, and going white, like, why would, you know, you want to choose white because of all, like, the racist cops and stuff out there, though. So when they play, like, you want to be on the better side of of the races but I was just like has any time and because I'm I'm so used to that too I'm like well like I'm I'm darker skin so like it's noticeable enough to just say Asian but <laughs> yeah so, so it was like I had to choose like she could not she could only accept one and I didn't even she didn't even ask if like by uh, offer biracial she just said Asian or white so it was just <sighs> like because I'll complain biracial doesn't let you you know, like doesn't care what you are because it could be literally any two or more. Because yeah, usually the slot will say two or more races, and so like doesn't matter yeah. as long as you're impure or you have to choose <laughs> only one or the other. And so just for all of us multiracial kids out there, though, it's uh. <laughs> I think I think that's actually like really stupid because it's like so you're saying that like you said that it's only you only matter that it's impure, but it's like. That can mean so many things. So you're not really collecting any real data there. Like you're, yeah. you're all you're collecting is the idea that this person has more than one race in their Wait, yeah, yeah, That's like, not the, enough information. Because you never, you don't usually see like charts later on that maybe some of them, but usually it's just like, and here's everyone else that here. And I, yeah. And eventually, because right now I think the number is what at least you know in the past it's been so small that it's like multiracial people were not enough but like that's as the years go on that number is growing pretty large yes it is i always were oh go ahead i was just gonna say that like the thing that turned me in the culture war like to be like oh these people are monsters was when they started going against interracial marriages Mm -hmm. and mixed race children i was like what are, are we really reverting to that? To that like, yeah. And I, that was the thing that I was like, you're not good people. Like, you're really horrible people. Like, that you. was my wake up call. Yeah. Was it that you're racist for being with someone who's not your race, though? Because, like, you're secretly racist or whatever they call it. So you're, you're a white supremacist for this or... And you were a race trader for doing whatever. And tree surgeon says, <laughs> choose your destroyer, Beverly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and I that's why I like to joke anytime people 
you know, on air too, like that bring up something about interracial couples. I always say like, mm, well, I don't approve of that. That is not <laughs> okay. Cause every, cause my parents were, I, I have to be, unless I find someone else who's, you know, half, so half white and my half white side is, has native American and other things in it too. Though. So like, unless I find someone who's like that, like, gonna be interracial it's gonna be hard and i chose the whitest white boy with ginger hair (laughs) i was talking i was talking to a friend recently about like this team i was on that was very diverse and i was like and i went over it and everything and he goes and he goes and a black woman and i was like what black woman he goes you and I was, and I was like, I just started laughing so hard because, like, I have one black oh, it's, it's, sister. <laughs> one, just one drop, according to yeah, the one, one drop right? rule. Yeah, I just I laugh so hard because I just I don't like, regardless of the fact that yes, I have a blue vein society, like great grandfather. I do not consider myself black, so I I always thought that was. Like whenever someone says that about me, if they know about my history, it just it just makes me laugh because I'm not expecting it. <laughs> yeah, no, you should totally mark that. And I always mark now that I'm also Hispanic. Once they found out that the Philippines can, that some people consider it Hispanic and some don't, there's an argument for it. I'm like, yeah, let me just be able to check all the boxes. So anytime they <laughs> call me out, as many I'm as not, you can. I'm like, hey, look how many boxes I check off in your in your diversity. That was sad. <laughs> Um, I know. I think if I want to apply for jobs, I have to start putting my uh, like a more girly name because uh, I yeah. seem like a man on paper. Mm, yeah, so you know, because you're not allowed. You don't yeah. tell your you don't tell your sex on your fucking resume. So. Uh, yeah, you should write that in like your cover letter. So, I yeah. woman. I I who identifies as a woman. Yeah, but what is a woman? I know. Yeah, I. Of the vagina thing. G-Man also says, hey, Beverly, you get that utter porn I sent you? You sent, you sent your porn? <laughs> well, I forget what the... What were we talking about? Utters? There was something. There was some inside joke about utters. And inappropriate. I'm, I can't remember whenever we talked to anyone. It's always, it ends up being the same to me. A lot, we're, we're like just talking to people on the screen. Like I just mix up conversations though too. So I have to try and like separate because I'm always, sometimes my memory will be like, oh, I remember this location or what we're doing, but I'm like sitting here talking to people. So then they kind of like overlap and I forget, <laughs> forget how I talked about them. Um, all the Filipinos I know have Spanish names. It's Greg the Maritone. Yes, because Spain took over the Philippines and ruled them for some time had lighter skin and i think that's what ended up making the philippine like in the in the interbred stuff too but i think that's what made them because my mom would always say that the philippine filipinos would love me because of my like i'm you know half white so i have lighter skin and they love that and i think they just you know they love white people and they love (laughs) and i think with skin too being lighter skin they just have like oh you're rich um got more money and and you don't have to work outside so your skin is fair and stuff like that too so i think that's but yeah they definitely have a lot of spanish um i know like i was just gonna say that a lot of the theories about colorism being about racism it's like it's actually about who's working outside versus who's not (laughs) too much um Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as Spanish goes, like yeah, a lot of my family members they have Spanish names. They also take your your middle name is like your mother's maiden name, I think is what it is. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. My mom they do that a lot in Latin America. Uh, 
Montejo, I think. It was like uh, one of my favorite magic realist writers, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Garcia is also his last name. I love it when I go to a, a bookstore or a library and I find him in the M's because I'm like, like <laughs> you're yeah. supposed to credit him as Garcia Marquez. Like I know that. So I'm like, <laughs> but it, some people don't get that. And <laughs> the idea that like some people, some Latin based names, especially from like Spanish descent, like have two last names. That's the thing. Yeah, and Garcia has <laughs> also been a Filipino last name too. Like they're yeah, that they just at some point in time they're all over the place. Um okay. Anyway, oh, you want you have Yeah, one. no, go ahead. I was gonna just I say remember. the Demi Lovato thing. I did try sharing it, but I think it bogged down my computer a lot. I'm gonna not use Firefox next time. <laughs> okay. Better. But if you wanna bring up the Demi Lovato thing, I don't even remember yes. what it was. I think I just happened to see on Twitter, maybe it was Matt Walsh or something, people were were mocking this how i forgot that demi lovato the you know the former disney channel star she she had gone to they them for a while so she um for some reason i don't know she also had some like i think drug problem and, and psyche psych psychiatric issues or something because i think she had some sort of uh, some years ago i don't know never really paid attention to her um i just watched her i remember on like in between Dan the Disney Channel shows, like she was in a, some sort of commercial thing where she played guitar at like a fake school, and then she was on Camp Rock, and then is like best friends with Selena Gomez. That's everything I know about her. Um, what I know is that she gained a lot of weight, <laughs> and then she went by they them. <laughs> so that when that happened, okay, okay. So that yeah, she probably felt I was, feminine. Yeah, she she did say that she like was struggling with how Hollywood felt about women and how they presented women and everything so to me it was sort of like so you're doing this because you're no longer attractive that it's an insecurity issue that's yeah, what i yeah. just heard <laughs> right. then, which again that 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 just uh uh what's the word i can't think of the word I'm trying to, but um it argues against what you're trying to go for and saying that you have to to be feminine is that you have to have this figure and stuff. So it's the same thing that for all they them. So I, I don't agree with using it at all because it's if you're saying because I know people in real life who've been like I don't feel like masculine enough, so I just wanted to not be a man. I'm not going to go by they they them because I'm not this. I'm like, well, you're just reinforcing the stereotype of what it means to be a man. If you stayed he and you are just this like skinny little bitch, um, that you know who I love and as as a man it's fine but then they want to go and like so i don't know i just think that's such a ridiculous like they're they're not following through ultimately yeah. in the long run what that means and what they're doing and to say that like if you can if, uh, if you can be both like she's not just going back to she her she's keeping they them but anyone who accepts both most people are going to just start saying the biological thing that they can rec totally recognize you are so like it seems less likely that anyone even the tweet i saw that was like defending you should read the whole article she says she's using both just use she the entire time for those pronouns. <laughs> what do you say? So like, even the person who's saying they're using both. Um, so I just thought that was pretty funny, but it's it seems unnecessary and it it ignores the purpose of it. If you're going to say you can be she and they, that means that they isn't separate from she or, or he. It's something that can combine both. So what's the point of even having they, them, if you can also be the other things. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. She was like, 
I, I think it was like a couple of things. Like one, she was no longer attractive for Hollywood standards and being in the Debbie entertainment Gordon. industry, Debbie Gordon, that's hilarious. She had, you know, she had like a, a come apart about the idea of, you know, being, not being the sexy Hollywood, you know, what they want of them. So she's like, they, them. And then also, so she's insecure. And then, because, uh, and, and she's also probably more predisposed to be gender non-conforming which has nothing to do with your biology or whether or not you're a man or a woman, like, you know, uh, like you want to present that way. Like, it's not like, I'm sorry, pants don't make you a man. Makeup doesn't make you a woman. So you can not be traditionally feminine and still be a woman and still use she, her. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I use that, I've never felt, we've talked about this in the past too with what is a woman. Sorry, my cat is now apparently coughing up a hairball. I don't know if you can hear that. She's going at it. You'll probably see in real time. I'm mostly seeing it. Um, But but yeah, I mean, like I, to to feel more, there are things that I do feel more feminine. I'll say like putting on a dress. There's something about like wearing a dress and I guess just not wearing pants, like even shorts too, where it's just like, like you might want to wear sometimes like, oh, I want pockets with this, though. But then I'm like, oh, it doesn't feel as like girly in my brain, though, unless if you're just not wearing shorts. <laughs> just like, I don't know, there's certain things that help. But like, yeah, I, it seems like when you're when you're doing a they them, you're clearly just insecure and going through some sort of problem. And I'm not saying that's bad or wrong though like everyone does it like been there a lot for like the majority of my life I've had insecurity issues and it's just I don't but like I I don't know like I, I don't think that they they're not they're not thinking about it deeply enough because here's just this like quick fix of being able to, like yeah maybe that's it I'm not girly anymore I gained a bunch of weight and I don't feel feminine and so then I'm gonna go they them like okay well that's you're, instead you should be like getting probably therapy and trying to like help yeah your issues and was this thing i think most uh like people who don't feel comfortable with the the like stereotypical gender norms especially as teenagers go through this stage where they're like what do i do how do i reconcile this you know because like everything is telling me this is how you be a man this is how you be a woman i'm becoming an adult like I need to develop my own identity and everything and it's like everyone goes through that okay you know and it's not it's not a a crisis because like I said everyone goes through it so it's not that big a deal like if everyone goes through it then it's not yeah then it's not a disaster it's not a disaster to have to go through what everyone else goes through at the same time yeah like it's it's not that big a deal it's part of the development stage and but if you have an outside source telling you that, uh, well, this makes you not actually bio, you know, a woman or this isn't a man. Terrible. This isn't a thing you should be. Yeah, of course you're gonna. You're impressionable. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. Like if it, I was, I was struggling when I was in high school to find like my style, what I felt comfortable with. I had a goth face. Uh, where I did, I did the big makeup and all, you know, I had a trench coat, like in Arizona, like a dumbass. Uh, (laughs) 
and then uncomfortable like with my legs and stuff like one my school like you couldn't have shorts that were went above your your fingertips and but I was so uncomfortable with my legs and stuff too like I always wear pants like jeans year round in the dead of summer and and it was so hot and I look back on that now like I barely wear pants <laughs> but I was just like how <laughs> did I ever survive all that growing up like why didn't I just wear shorts yeah like I I think it's totally normal to go through that and like grow up you grow up and you realize that actually doesn't fucking matter. Do what makes you feel comfortable and you're fine. You'll be fine. And you shouldn't be insecure about your body. You know, it's not that big a deal. Like everybody has their hangups about their body. Like everyone, literally, there is no one who thinks their body is perfect unless they're delusional. Yeah. And so, so like, it's not that big a deal. And here's the thing, not liking a dress or skirts or whatever, as a woman, doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make you a man. A man. And uh, like, yeah, as someone said, you know, if if pants make man, it's playing kilts. <laughs> like, I was just tired like Yeah, so it's it's so stupid to me that we have these outside forces like telling people, well, if you don't like these extreme examples of femininity and masculinity, then clearly you're a two-spirit or you're non-binary or you should be the opposite. Like, that's terrible. That's, it's just a normal thing. It's okay. We just need to accept it. And that's the problem is that they're like, oh, no, it's, now it's time to cut off your breasts. Yeah, you've got your teenager, your hormonal, especially females. I don't know. I mean, like, males do too, but I... I would think that I'm no biologist, but like, I would think that females might have more just because we've got like the menstrual cycle and all of that. The really cycle is a more dramatic change. Yeah. yeah. Men are high. Men's hormonal levels are higher, but women's have more peaks and valleys. Yeah. yeah. The fluctuation is dramatic is the problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just generally too, like, Females will be more on the emotional side of things compared to males, though. Like, that is just how it is. Um, so then it's, so things feel even worse. But I think at, as a teenager, I think to everyone, uh, like, emotions are high, too, in puberty. So it's just everything is the end of the world. I've been there. Like, I remember that. And I feel like people, like adults now who are telling these kids, like, oh, well, maybe you might think this other thing. Like, no, this is a very impressionable time. You shouldn't be t- giving them ideas like this, that they're already confused about their bodies. Like, how do you not remember going through Like, they, all these people must have been, like, popular kids or something. Oh, yeah. how are <laughs> or, they? or their misery love company kids. Yeah, yeah, that's, I was thinking more of that, too, though, is that, like, oh, they should suffer as much as I suffered. So, like, on yeah. either end, we're like, everything was super easy and perfect for me. Not sure why, like, if you're having problems, you're probably trans. And then, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, I get it. I, I don't, I still don't know. I'm insecure with myself in my life at age 50 or whatever. And so now I'm telling these kids, like, you'll be happier transing. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that it says how old Demi Lovato is in that uh, in that article. And she's, like, 29, I think mm-hmm. it said. Yeah. And my thought, and, and it's like, I know I've been talking a lot about teenagers, but I'm there are a few people who never get out of that teenage mindset, that stage that's of true. insecurity. You know, they, they feel the spotlight on them forever. And I would say that living, working in entertainment from a young age does not help you escape feeling that way. Yeah. Because to some extent, yeah. 
it's true. So uh, honestly, I, I think Hollywood creates a kind of um, like immaturity. And I don't mean that in the, in the regards of like, oh, what a petty shithead kind of immaturity, but the immaturity of being stuck in your the teenage years. Childish. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you don't have a chance to grow because you're told, like, especially as a child actor, though, too, like, these are the things. This is your life, your parents, your agent, your director and stuff, too. Like, you're just kind of and then you're going to be in a fake school setting and you don't even know what, like, real school might necessarily be like. So this is all you know. So, yeah, there's just a lot that can be upsetting. Coley in chat, she's recommending a fun book about female hormone hormones is A Spell for Chameleon by Piers Anthony. I actually have this book. I don't think I think I started and I never finished reading it, but now you may mm-hmm. want to go back and find it. <laughs> is it nonfiction or fiction? Fiction. Fiction. Okay. Yeah. As far as I know, from what I remember, I think it's a very, it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, Woman's strife. <laughs> men is, st- like, the thing is, though, is that men, the word men is already still in women, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it it kind of, comes from the word menzies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so the... Oh, let me bring this back up. On, oops, nope, I removed it. I <laughs> boomered. Can you zoom in? Because uh, I just wanted to read... This is the right one. Oh, yeah, yeah, where it says, yeah, so they... Though. I, this is just the voice that we'll have to scroll. But there? Right here. Uh, yeah, so this is how I read it in my brain, because she just... The way she had it... Like, <clears throat> Yeah, so they, them is, um, I've actually adopted the pronouns of she, her again with me. So for me, I'm such a fluid person that I don't really, I don't find that I am, I felt like, especially last year, my energy was balanced in my masculine and feminine energy so that when I was faced with the choice of walking into a bathroom and it said woman, it said women and men, I didn't feel like there was a bathroom for me because I didn't feel necessarily like a woman <laughs> more down below. This is just how I read it in my brain. I didn't that's feel awesome. like Keep them. Going. I just felt like a human. And that's what they them is about for me. It's just about like feeling human at your core. Recently I've been feeling more feminines and so I've adopted she her again. But I think what's important is like nobody's perfect. Everyone messes up pronouns at some point, and especially when people are learning, it's all—it's just all about respect. Oh my god, that's awful. I hear like just um, like, and, and don't get me wrong—I use like a lot, like intentionally too, when I type because that's just how I'm being I'm being casual. But she was just saying. No, nobody's perfect. Or, or that was the core. It was human feeling human at your core. Like, what? Yeah, but that's how. So then you have human, and then you have male, and like, what kind of human are you? Oh, I don't know. I'm just a. It's like what a robot would say. Like, I am a human. Why would you just specify that? Like, you can or as or generalize that human. Like, yes, I am a female human. I wonder what they call that. Female adult human is uh is um I don't I don't think there's a word for that. I don't <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> if anyone can uh, take a guess at that. But that made me laugh just reading reading her. 
That was a really great reading of that. That was awesome. <laughs> she she does not like woman. That's the word I was looking for. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Ovim owner. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Oh. That's one they haven't tried, which I find hilarious because it is like literally like, what do you, how do you define female? And it's like Ovim. Really own it though. <laughs> if I'm going to be oppressing my body. Oh my god, that reminds me, a while, I think it was like two years ago, they were talking about changing language, and one of the languages they wanted to change was landlord and landlady, oh, yeah, they yeah, yeah. To change it to owner, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like that sounds way better, my <laughs> owner, <laughs> I gotta go pay my owner, yeah. I, <laughs> I have to go, I have to go call my owner to see if my owner will fix my toilet. Yeah, my <laughs> did not like that I had so many people over last night. My owner is going to be <laughs> out of my house here soon. My owner my, doesn't like it when I play music too loud. <laughs> well, my owner and I get along really well, so we're going to go for a walk later. My, my owner sometimes like cleans up after me and... Uh, my owner has fed me like a lot too just such a great guy <laughs> oh my god does does your owner make sure you have water yeah <laughs> also carries bags around to pick up my shit <laughs> oh that was strange relationship <laughs> Uh, you moved that to ant to pet ownership, but I like originally when I thought of it, I was like, "Dude, slavery!" No. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was going at first. I was going for that, and then then I just started doing more dog like things. But yeah, it's so, yeah, because they have like they don't even you know like, they took out master bedroom as well too. Like so, you can't have the master bedroom anymore. Yeah. Um, so, but you can have owner. <laughs> Why don't yeah. maybe or at least say like land owner? I guess you'd have to say the whole thing. Well, it's the thing is, though, is that it's not necessarily land. Sometimes it's right. it, property is not always land. Like it's property owner. It's, but then it's just so many more words and syllables, and like landlord is just easier. Works. <laughs> yeah, I know what. Well, and I know. About. The, the etymology of landlord and landlady comes from the idea that noblemen in England especially owned land and they would rent out tenant farms to people and they that made them the landlord because they were lords who owned land that they rented to people. That's the etymology of it. And you know what? That's not a problem. Like, <laughs> there's no reason why we should be freaking out about the fact that some of our English language comes from England. Like, it's not that big a deal. Like, <laughs> I just find that so stupid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's just a beautiful world. Here. Oh, my gosh. Totally back. So not related to this one, but beforehand, the Beyonce thing. I forgot I never played the Carter clip. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So to get out of, like, the bum mood of of how society <laughs> has fallen. Let's watch Carter. Read yes. some Beyonce lyrics. I hope this works. 
Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, f- fine, f- fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I'm going to keep the clip on here and just play it every episode, actually. <laughs> I did not w- get to watch Dangerous Thoughts on, on Wednesday. <laughs> that, I'm sorry I missed that. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Uh, so, and he's talked about... Pre- potentially reading more lyrics and just like his deadpan voice at some point, but I think only going to be for a discord. So here's some, some opera, like some incentive to join our discord server um, for monthly subscribers, as little as $1 a month. Um, and you can, and we're trying to do more activities and stuff like movie night and then gaming tonight as well. So like, share, subscribe. And I'm going to play this clip again. <laughs> Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, f- fine, f- fine, fine, fine. <laughs> bad, bad bitch. Fine. <laughs> I like how he starts losing it, like, yeah. right when it cuts. Yeah. Ugh. Oh God! He definitely needs to do that more because that was so entertaining. <laughs> Come join our Discord, hang out, and then we'll try and get Carter to do more, more raps like this. Maybe, maybe people can write their own lyrics and submit them to mm-hmm. him to read, and he'll just do some deadpan readings of rap songs. Uh, but yeah i mean i think that's all i really had for tonight i don't know if you're able to if you have acs again in in the movie theaters in phoenix it's been years they've not oh it's years okay yeah they when it when the lockdowns happened they all closed and then they never okay and they've never done anything about it so uh phoenix like all of the phoenix metropolitan area does Mm -hmm. not have AC in theaters anymore, or they're not like turning it to how are people decent surviving that? Like, how are I I don't know that it's going on that long. I don't know. Like, I like are they shutting down? How are they still in business? I don't know. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna apparent, like, I think they they turn in like really have them running for like high ticket price times. Mm-hmm. But they're not really doing it for matinees, which is the only time I can ever go to a movie theater. And so I'm sort of like, I think it's because, the, you know, matinees, they're not making as much money, not as much, not as much people are coming. So they're just like, fuck it. And not really running the AC because it's cheaper. There's probably a cost benefit analysis thing going on there that yeah, it's like, know. well, thanks for ruining any access to theaters because uh, this is ridiculous. I, I don't want to, like, I literally, like, people here have, this happened years ago, where, like, we would have, people's power would go out, their AC would go out, and they would go to the movie theaters and watch a bunch of movies mm-hmm. to have so AC. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole Yeah, time. to get out of their stuffy house if their house's AC went out. Like, that was a thing that we did as kids. So I'm sort of like, so you just thought, fuck it, like, fuck it, no, mm-hmm. not, not happening anymore. Like, this is ridiculous. 
Uh, so yeah, it's not really a thing anymore. And like, I've never really liked going to movie theater, but uh, like now I really don't fucking go. <laughs> and I, I just think that's so ridiculous to, I don't know, to be in Phoenix, like maybe in the winter, if that's any, like cool enough, but like, I just, I would never go either. And I, I, I when I was younger, I think I was okay with movie theater, theaters. Usually it was just like, I hated other people like making any noise and stuff. So like, even with friends, that's why I'm good for bad movie nights. I'm fine. Like we could talk over it, whatever, because it's a bad movie. But if it's a movie I want to see, probably going to watch it by myself and or <laughs> person. But it's just because I'm like, no, I want to, I want to hear and see what's going on. But uh, but now I'm okay with maybe part of it's the whole like, oh, you weren't supposed like in Chicago, you couldn't do anything or like you have to wear a mask. So then now I'm more open. Like, yeah, I feel sort of <laughs> rebellious in that. Like, it's okay. Like they don't require, but like just out maybe just in my area, I feel more rebellious being in an area that does, that isn't care and also has no people. So that's why I was I was upset that. <laughs> Which movie was it? Nope. I'm like, oh, there are other people here in the theater with me. Where it's not just the two of us anymore. There are like six other people here, and I was just like, this is too many. <laughs> I loved uh, when I went and saw Hardcore Henry because I it was just me, my friend, and like one random person in the room uh, with that's us. Usually, what it is. Um, but that was in like, Phoenix. That happened. That yeah. was pretty awesome. Right, that's what I'm saying. Move out here, and you have that all the time. You be <laughs> me that you'd see. That. <laughs> when I when I started college, there was this thing that the college wanted to do where they took us to the they took us to the small town. So I was I was in a town of like I, I don't know like five thousand people. It was a small town, and they had one movie theater. And they and the community college was like, we're going to take some of you out to these movies if you want to go. So it was a free movie night, and they didn't keep this up. But we went, and I didn't have any friends yet, so I just I went and saw Red Eye. And I'm sitting there and there were two other college students in there with me, also theater students. And then uh, this old couple. And there's this part of the movie where Rachel McAdams falls. She's like running from the guy and she trips and she falls. And like, it's been dead silent in this movie theater the whole time. We're in the third act. And one of the theater guys suddenly just shouts at the screen, get up, bitch! And like, and like, there's only four other people in that room. We just burst out laughing because he, he was quiet the whole time. And then just, get up, bitch. And I actually became friends with that guy because how awesome. could I not? Right? I found, yeah. I think, I, nope, I, I was like, you know, like sometimes we'll whisper and stuff back and forth, though. And then my boyfriend was generally like, he's like, there are other people now. Like, we can't, like, they can't hear anyway. They're still far away from us that you can't. But I also found that, like, oh, I'm kind of like commentate, commentating, like, on the movie a bit, too. Cause I'm like, I'm just used to not being with other people, like, where you can't, like, we're, we're watching with friends or we are making fun of something or we're just watching it together. And so it's just, it is kind of weird to me sometimes now, too. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I have gone a couple of times. I've been when like the theater was packed, or they just chose. It wasn't even super packed, but they just chose to sit like right next to us to be in the back row and all that too. But so it's just trying to remember, like, okay, this is what it's like to be among like groups of people. <laughs> uh, oh, Johnny Boy, quick draw. 
uh, says, thank you for the super chat. You need to create a separate playlist of Carter reading songs. It reminds me of Banana Phone recited in a serious voice by a blogger back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and they have, they're, yeah, they, they've been doing that. I love seeing, <laughs> I don't know, especially like hardcore rap or like anything else that just seems like, like, wow, Carter just comes off as a more like, you know, intellectual, <laughs> delicate <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, That's why it's funny when he does it. I oh, I did want to say like before we finish stream or whatever that I I did watch Rody. I didn't watch it with you guys. Oh, so I forgot about Rody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. I did okay. watch it. You watched the and whole thing. I, I, so I was trying I, to give you an out because I was like, you don't have to. I didn't even expect. You I to did watch, watch the whole thing. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so confused. And yeah. I pissed. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It is, and it is not a musical. You can't just because it has music in it. Like, so it's a guy. It's Meatloaf, and he's he's a roadie. Uh, he ends up joining to be a roadie, and then there are bands who perform on stage during their performances, playing so sometimes. Like Blondie didn't even do her own music. She covered. I forget what song it was, but she covered something. That was the Carter Sisters' Ring of Fire. That's what the song was. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so then it was just kind of like. This is not a musical. Just because you have music performed in your movie doesn't make it a musical. So I was yeah. just bothered that online, like maybe it doesn't self-identify as such, but like online it says this American musical comedy. So I thought there'd be like singing and not acknowledging the fact that they're singing to move the yeah. song forward. But instead it was just here's a, re a regular song performance. And then that on top of the lack of plot completely was ugh. I mean, every everyone performed at an eleven. No one performed like any scene uh, yeah. lower than eleven. It was like, okay, not everyone is this excited all the fucking time, okay? And it was like, chill the fuck out. And then, um, like, fights would happen for like no reason, mm -hmm. like constantly. It's like everyone's ready to pop off at any point. It was ridiculous. Yeah, this is what it's like to be a rock and roll. Like, and it was just, it was such a country to it maybe it's how rock and roll is like back in the day but yeah it was just so when, when they showed meatloaf and they do that like slow pan up as he comes down in that mechanical thing like isn't he so hot and it's like it's meatloaf <laughs> so no like <laughs> and then like uh it was funny to me though that Alice Cooper was in the movie because he actually lives here. Oh, um, yeah, he moved here because he loves to play golf, and we have like golf year round is available, oh. like unlike any other place. And there's so many golf courses in uh, the Phoenix metro area. He actually owns a restaurant called Cooper Town that he opened mm -hmm. up somewhere in Phoenix, and. What? I knew someone who worked there and met him and, and she said he was a very nice person. <laughs> yeah, I so that was one thing. I, I don't know much of, about him and stuff except I, I knew most from like being on radio on the car when I was younger and so I've only <laughs> seen him like from like 60s onward when I've like looked him up and stuff or pictures or whatever. However, in 1980 in Rhodey, because it was like the one girl, she wanted to be a groupie for him and like that was her dream. So that mm -hmm. was like the actual goal of the movie was like she was the only one who actually had something to, to try and, and... Well, it was a romance because it was really like she wanted right. to sleep with Alice Cooper, but 
really is about whether or not they end up together. Yeah. And whatever. And uh, we were unclear too, because she they mentioned being 16, but then I thought it was supposed to be a joke. But then we, the group of us, we weren't sure whether she actually was 16 or it was just a joke. Um, and she was also a virgin. Yeah. So, but at 16, okay, I'm <laughs> sure. But like, I don't know how. So I don't know how old she was. But I, so back to Alice Cooper. She, that's what she wanted. Her whole goal, she was loved him. And when I saw him, I was like, mm-hmm, yep, I get it. I see why she wants that because I was digging. I was digging. <laughs> it's just it's like super skinny. Just, just, and he seemed like super chill and stuff. I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, He's I thought it was boy. so weird that Rhodey was all like, you're going to go on a date with her. Like, you promised. And he's like, yeah, sure. I keep my promises. And it's like, uh-huh. and then like, and then like, he's like, Taking notes. Oh, you want me to bring the snake? Okay. I didn't remember. Did full makeup? (laughs) Did she win something? Was this? I didn't remember why he promised. I don't know either. Like that. I was so confused by that. I I I really had no idea what was going on in that movie most of the the time. Yeah, especially that ending. Yeah, that was the only time it kind of got interesting, though. Like it was weird, (laughs) but I was just like, all right. Well, now to the end. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm always bothered by that, too. So she gets invited to be the groupie for, for uh, Alice Cooper's, and, and they're traveling. But then Rhodey, whatever, Meatloaf, I can't remember Meatloaf's name. Redfish. He, Redfish was um, going to go. His his sister and his best friend were getting married. So he's like, I got to go back to them. And she's like, you're making me give up my dream. And I kept thinking, why... Is this going to take more than like a day for him to, <laughs> to have this wedding and then he can't come back and join her? Like, why does she have to give up months uh, on on this tour at most? And then and he, he can't like I don't I didn't understand why she had to give up. It's the same thing with Greece too, or when that's an actual musical though. But it's just kind of like, <laughs> and it's not in like a feminist sort of way, but it's still just kind of like as any person of like let me give up everything that I am as a person and change to be like you, so I so we can be together. And like that is just not great morals for any human being to. Like, no. Why would you want to be in a relationship with someone who it's like we have nothing in common? So I changed everything that I'm interested in to match you. Yeah, well, and that doesn't work well. The best romances always show a shared interest, at least one, like or a way in which the the couple complements each other, you know, and enjoy their time together. This one didn't really show that. They were constantly fucking fighting. And it's like, you guys don't like each other. You want to screw. That's Uh different. Yeah. yeah. Get that out of the way and then you're good. You're done. Uh, Then you guys won't have have to deal with each other anymore. (laughs) Um, OG Man says we don't always have to watch bad movies. We need more diversity in the movie club. (laughs) That's why we're separating. Like We have a good movie night, too. Um, I think it was Motown was being like really picky about like it being bad movie, like actually bad movies. Um, she also said they were friends, so yeah, this is Coley. Um, yeah, so that movie was just really not worth watching. Do not recommend that. It was not a musical. Um, very disappointing, especially even like oh, like you have all of these appearances. Blondie was in it more than I expected her to be. I thought it was just gonna be like a quick cameo appearance, but she was in it for like two scenes or something, and at least yeah, 
so that was surprising. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't, I never knew what Blondie looked like. Someone had to point out Blondie is to me because I always mix her up with Cindy Lauper. Like anytime I hear mm-hmm. the name, I just only picture Cindy Lauper. So, um, <laughs> my bad. But yeah, I don't think I have much more to say on Rhodey. Either I forgot. See, I totally even forgot that it existed. And <laughs> Good. Like, Let's oh, never God. talk about it again. Let's pretend never. as if it doesn't exist. <laughs> Before we wrap up, just to address a couple things in chat, because G-Man came in late and he was asking what, Beyonce, what did Beyonce have to apologize for recently? She had to change lyrics or something? Yeah, it was spaz. The word spaz in her lyrics. I want to keep saying spaz and see if YouTube gets mad at us for saying spaz. Um, that she it's, it wasn't it was ableist of her so it wasn't appropriate for her to use it it was too offensive because they're the, the spaz people wouldn't like it I don't know if people who actually have whatever spastic issues that, that there are like that were the ones complaining or I forget I didn't I didn't look super into it I just once they hear like oh this here's this stupid thing going on hip culture just make a note of that <laughs> uh, and then Coley mentioned that she thinks YouTube is censoring chat for her because some comments are popping up on on the stream here that aren't showing up in her chat. Are you just to double check? Are you in live chat or top chat? Because top chat does not show everything, but so you have to switch to live chat. And YouTube always automatically starts with top chat for me. So I don't know if that's one one thing. Otherwise, also wouldn't be surprised if YouTube is censoring stuff because clearly people keep saying uh, the stream does not show up in feeds or notifications and stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, all right. Let me see. People are talking about Missy now. Missy. Yep. Because she's hungry. That's why she's right here right now. I know. Yeah, it is feeding time. Um, Johnny Boy Quick Draw says there's a difference between a bad movie and a, and a so bad it's good movie. Yeah, I don't know if I ever really see it. They, all of them just seem it's so bad it's bad movies for mm-hmm. a lot of them. Um, YouTube can't get mad. Spaz is my pronoun. This is JB. <laughs> yeah, all right. Spaz here. Wait, how do I say? I don't even know how to use pronouns. <laughs> um. Oh, it was in top. You were right about that. It wasn't what? Her oh, police oh, chat was in okay. top. Yeah. Yeah. See, me so smart. It's just because <laughs> I had to deal with it so much. Like, I hate it. And then I'll, I'll notice that, too. I'm like, how come I'm... And then think, like, oh, I've missed... Sometimes it'll even hide replies to you. Like, if your name is tagged, and then you just don't see it because it's in top. Like, why would that not be top to me? Why would I not want to see yeah. when your name is tagged? Because, like, as moderator... <laughs> too i'm like i want to pay attention and if i don't when it page refreshes or like even when you minimize it like you make the screen smaller and then resize it it goes back to top as well like it just it I, it's so weird i i don't think i've ever seen that um <laughs> uh so g-man says we need to watch Tun pal and i absolutely agree with that Tun pal enter the fist is so fucking fun you have to watch it yeah it's and we need to record right yeah, and we have to watch some Stephen Chow films too. Oh, actually, post them in. I'm going in order of posting right now because like there's so many, so we're just going to keep going. That way, it's easier to keep track of. Those so are really... those are bad though. Those are good movies. Like they're comedies. They're hilarious. Kung Pao is good. Kung Pao is good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, if it's regardless, I guess if it's in, I'm not redoing any research at all of what movies we watch. <laughs> so if they're posted in bad movies, then we're watching them. So. 
if good ones sneak in there or if we just do separate nights of good movies i'm down for that as well um okay. as long as mm-hmm. i don't want to hear about talking over top of good movies so. <laughs> well you might have to like when it comes to some of the like the steven chow and the kung pao film you're gonna have to like rewind because people are gonna be laughing so hard um, like, honestly yeah. <laughs> things that i'm just like oh i have to watch it on my own first and then watch it or like watch it on my own later though too so it's like, oh, i yeah. know what was said here um, yeah but okay, we so again, like, share, subscribe, watch the other things on the channel. We've got like shorts. I think it, I posted the one shorts today that I wasn't even at first. I, I don't know whether it went out publicly or not. I can't remember because it was just recording a, a thing with both lemon grabs because two both geese, and the, but they were both just chewing my hair. And that's so I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll just upload this and slap a I'm- TMR thing to it. I need to be better about know, yeah, <laughs> making I'm shorts. <laughs> just, but my thing is easier because I'm just like animals. I didn't even yeah. say nothing in this one. It was just them. I was just looking at the camera and it was just them eating my hair. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, Greg the Baritone says I prefer to watch bad films when they are enhanced with riff tracks. That's kind of what I mean. Like we're just sort of riffing on the movies too, so <laughs> so you can be feel like you're part of it. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, some people will definitely hate Kung Pao, though. It's like pineapple on pizza. Very polarizing. I love pineapple pizza. It is my favorite pizza. So if that if that equates, if your ratio is like pro-pineapple pizza to pro-Kung Pao, then I'm probably going to be on that line. <laughs> I love it. I don't. Uh, I, I'm... I have a bad reaction to pineapple, so I don't. You have a legitimate <laughs> excuse, though, to to. It like literally con- contact burn from pineapple. Um, <laughs> that's so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it burns. I know. I hate it. Um, wow. I imagine it's delicious. I remember it being delicious. Yeah. <laughs> today. <laughs> it's so sad but your cookies you were able to consume those cookies without getting yes Ill. i did and i got your note too oh yeah <laughs> i almost sent you my creepy stalker note that i made um, I, I thought it might be in there I, but it wasn't. I was debating about it too i wasn't sure whether because i said like i promised you i wouldn't say anything bad but i said i, I couldn't promise that it wouldn't be creepy and i was like i don't know how <laughs> so maybe but there might be other things down the road that come you know valentine's day or something we'll see what happens i have your address mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. but you have mine because i put a return address you it. did if i remember to take yeah. it off of the box <laughs> like honestly <laughs> <laughs> um but okay so we can wrap up here we've got uh this is thursday nothing tomorrow i don't think um regular regularly scheduled stuff next week 451 will be next week though because we pushed it to then and uh i had to say <laughs> totally prepared although my my issue now is that in my phone i have it on calendars and yours was every other week and now that it's not like i have to swap it out and change it to every <laughs> other other week so <laughs> yeah. um, I just did it to fuck with you beverly <laughs> everyone always does this to me they're always changing schedules um, <laughs> Again, book club August fourteenth and bad movie night August fourteenth. So, so good mo- a good book, bad movie. Um, 
And and tonight after the stream, we're gonna play Left 4 Dead. I think we'll see if people show up. I guess either way, I'll probably just play alone. <laughs> Find someone here. So we'll do it in the Discord server. Um, if you don't, if you're not in there, you can email me and ask to see how to how to be part of that. But uh, trying to do some more things. Oh, other people are liking pineapple pizza. I don't know how to pronounce that. Anony Anony Moose. Loves pineapple pizza. Greg the baritone. As an, only as an occasional alternative. Every single time, I will occasionally do like veggie pizza or, or uh, supreme or anything. But uh, okay. Oh, and also again, because Motown kept complaining about his him not having uh, his name in the end credits yet that Carter needs to do. I did update the end credits myself for him, all for him. So keep an eye out. <laughs> on his mention in the end credits here tonight. Uh, all right. Thank you guys in chat. And well, I was going to say guys, but I was like, oh, yeah, it is. The only one I know is Coley. who's the only female, but like always on YouTube analytics, it always says 100% male viewership here. So um, so thank you, everyone in chat. Thank you, Alex, who also has a male name, too. So you're going to have to add like Alexandria to your resumes. Which is not my legal name. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, but you have to do something. What are other Alex, Alexandra? You could just do the A. Alexis. Alexis. Uh, Alexa. Just add one letter to it. That might work. Yeah, yeah. Um, write it where it's like, if your middle initial is also A, like just... <laughs> So you're ready it to is it. actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's get a way to like stylize it that you just go by. Like, actually, it's Alex A. It's Alex. <laughs> um, thank you for watching, Winky Winky Woo. Yeah, thank um, you, thank you, everyone. <laughs> all right, end credits. There's somewhere here. Oh, should I play Carter's clip one more time? Yeah, I am gonna do that. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch, make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, for fine, for fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Every time he gets to bad, bad bitch, it start cracking up. Fine. <laughs> Thank you, Carter. Thank you for bringing us this entertainment. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I have to hit end credits. Bye. Good night. Uh, see you guys in Discord for Left for Dead, and have a great weekend. And happy Coast Guard Day. Bye bye. <laughs>。Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space. Check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production is known by the state of California to cause unregulated ideation that may be harmful to bureaucrats. 
association with the following individuals or tacos is strictly prohibited apropos of nothing i was just wondering how would you feel about another pandemic your president is in full control of his mental faculties if you think about it no one should be allowed to express opinions but don't think about it i mean that's not your job thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance science scientific and scientifically are registered trademarks of the world economic forum unauthorized use is prohibited computer voice curtis never mind that last line is fake news Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.